Hey, what's up, Litecoin Underground? Another week. Here we are. Um, I guess for you guys, it's not really a week. I'm putting these all these both up on the same night, basically. Um, I got caught behind, been busy. So you get two episodes like in the same day, which is kind of cool. But this one, these aren't, you know, right now, um, like I like I've said before. I'm I'm working uh, to try to set up some things. I'm trying to build this community to give us some momentum and, and the ability to interview some more people and do something more structured. Um, right now, it's just I'm you know trying to build that community. So you know, like, follow, uh, share this Litecoin Underground with your uh, with your other Twitter friends and try to make it to the spaces. And if you can't and you want to suggest another time, like I'm I'm open to another time. But anyway, so this this um, Twitter Spaces was from December 1st, 2021. Honestly, this was, I think, is maybe my favorite one to date. It was really, well, I shouldn't say that. Mimble Wimble was really cool, having David Burkett on there. That felt like a legit, I felt very legit after doing that one. Uh, but this one was like, we just explored a whole lot of different ideas. There weren't a whole bunch of people in it. And... Uh, this guy came in, I don't know, I think he follows the underground now, but uh, it just kind of threw everything for a loop. We started out, I had some uh, I had some frustrations about Michael Saylor. He did an interview, and I just feel like he neglects to talk about Litecoin. And I feel like maybe it's just a little frustration on my end. And it, it bothered me. I vented for a little bit in the beginning. But what was cool is we had Miss Teen Crypto on there, and you know, it's she was in there, and the next day she's on Fox News Business News. And I'm thinking, I was telling my dad about it. I'm like, it's just so funny to me. This person who's on TV is in our Litecoin underground spaces the night before, chatting it up. You know, she she's big into, you know, she you know what I like about her is she she's open minded and she's she's optimistic about it all. She's open to NFTs and DeFi and Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and hey, you know, I think. I think this space has got a long way to go. It's got a lot of room to mature. There's going to be projects that, yeah, there's going to be scams out there. But uh, my my overall ethos is that more decentralization is better. Uh, the further we remove uh, the power structures from being involved and, and removing intermediaries from people doing business together and trading and um, being have the ability to monetize and create their ideas, that's good. That's an overall good. And I don't want to get too caught up. You'll you'll hear, you know, we talk about this a lot in this podcast. You're going to hear us talk about what some of this new technology is going to enable. And, you know, frankly, the scam potential is there, right? The fraud potential is there. So go if you're going to go into some of these different new ventures of nfts and the metaverse and web3 or whatever else whatever other buzzword becomes the thing of the day uh just be aware you know do your research take your time be cautious you know um like i said the guy who came in here i think it was al you think of al moby al space m-o-b-y so you can maybe look him up but he had just some really great um He's just into everything. It was just weird. I felt old. I felt like the whole Twitter spaces. 
flying by me and i it was really refreshing it was cool because it was it was it was neat to see that some of these things are being used and there's people actually uh, making some money and getting to capitalize on their skills or their efforts and you know frankly some of these coins yeah they might be garbage but in the short term we're learning we're just we're experimenting with these uh different technology so this was very non-litecoin centric this whole podcast we talked about like i said michael saylor probably for the first bit then we got into like i said miss teen came on we started talking about nfts and the metaverse and this guy has digital strippers that he somehow makes money from them and we taught we got really into free markets and why these free markets are so much so important that we need to be fighting for free, fair, unregulated trade and not and, and fight fight the desire for regulation. Sometimes I think we as Litecoiners and Bitcoiners we go, oh well these are scams and if you know if everything gets regulated besides Bitcoin and Litecoin, obviously that's good for Bitcoin and Litecoin's price. But is that good for the big picture? I don't think so. I think it's good that we have a lot of different projects that are viable and going in the right direction. So, um, yeah, we talked about, like I said, free markets and, um, and at the end you'll notice it gets cut off. I don't know what happened. I think, honestly, I think my Wi-Fi went out and so my phone disconnected, had to change networks and my recording equipment just shut down. So you didn't miss much. I think we'd only gone on for another 10 minutes. It's long anyway, but, uh, yeah, it was Miss Teen. Um, Satoshi South was in there. He's been a regular and he's a really, really sharp guy and gave us a lot of good insight. So, all right, that's all I got for you. Enough rambling for me. Um, have a good week and I promise I'm going to do something different. So I've got Twitter spaces tomorrow. I'll record that and it'll get up, but I'm going to make a promise that by December... 20th i'll have an episode it's just going to be me shooting the bull probably about decentralization and free markets so thanks guys i really appreciate the support i can't tell you enough um like follow share retweet uh just let people know about us uh, these have been a lot of fun and uh, it's important to me and and it's been very encouraging and i just uh, just want to thank you so have a good one bye I like to let people filter in. Maybe invite some people in here. Uh, I just invited a bunch of people. Miss Teen Crypto, are you a Litecoin fan member now? Are you an official member? I do have a question. Like, do you do you spend a lot of your day in uh, spaces? Um, I not really. 
Um, I just pop in and out. Whenever I have free time, I like pop on space and see what's up. But I hope I'm a part of the Litecoin fam. Love Litecoin. Yeah, well, so far, yeah. So far, so good, right? Yeah. Uh, I found, like, I get a lot. I do get a lot of uh, response out of these. And uh, I'm just amazed, though. Some people, it's like they're in them all the time. I'd run out of oh, shit yeah. to say, and that's, that's saying a lot for me. Because <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to let some people filter in. I, you know, I put out a video today on my other account. Or last night. Ooh, pin yeah. it up. Okay, you got to teach me how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Okay. Do that. <laughs> Walk um, me through it. Okay, are you? Let me know when you're at your desired tweet. Huh? Oh my! Let reg- me know when you're at your tweet. Where I'm regularly tweeting. Like um, you said you had a tweet that you put up, like a video. Oh, okay, I pull it up from my other account. All yeah, right. and then um, you can go to that button on the right of the heart, like where you usually like a post. That little box with an arrow pointing yeah. up, and then you can share the tweet. And the first thing above the direct message will say Litecoin Underground. Hold and then on. you should be able, and that's going to pin it. Oh, got it. I see. It's up at the top, top. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, I was going to sit and watch the video. Or do you guys, I mean, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Maybe. I don't know. You know, did you watch? You watched it, didn't you? I don't know. I don't. I'm it not me, sure. It was me giving Michael Saylor some shit. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, no, no, Bill. Why? You want me to? I'll put it up there. Uh, well, you know, okay. I'm, I actually had something I wanted to get into early on. I normally try to get this started with just like whatever. Hey, what's up? But all right. So I created this thing, whatever, like six weeks ago. I was wanting to do a group that was about, you know, maybe we'll call it the opposite of the Litecoin Foundation. And that Litecoin Foundation, I love what they do, but they're limited. And the reality is this is a decentralized thing. And so we should be a community doing things ourselves. We can't just rely on other people all the time. So that was my concept. And then uh, this is going to sound like a long rant, but trust me. Uh and I named it the underground just kind of because it just kind of sounded cool. And I thought, I don't know. I thought, thought the logo up because of the London underground. I'm like, all right, this will work. And we got it going, but the underground makes it sound like this kind of punk revolutionary thing, right? Kind of like a, a guerrilla warfare thing, but I still want things to be positive. But today I might be a little negative because I'm just frustrated with, uh, I don't even know who to call it. I don't know if it's the state of crypto or if it's certain Bitcoiners, but I'm just fed up with like, I don't know what Michael said. Like to me, the obvious, what I'm going to call is the obfuscation of the truth that there seems to be these camps. We've all gotten ourselves into a line. Like people are Bitcoiners or they're Ethereum people. Or they're, and you know, they, and I think the Bitcoiners hate Ethereans and Ethereans hate Bitcoiners. And I feel like it's a really weird division. And I don't know why we're in these camps right now. And the ultimate goal is that we have 
a lot of tools to be decentralized. And so why would we not want as many to flourish as possible? And why are we fighting each other? And the only people that are doing that, I think, are interested in their own financial gain. And I think that's all Michael Saylor is. I think he's he's in it for the tech, kind of. But I don't ever hear him talk about privacy and self-custody. And he's got seven, how many, seven billion dollars or something? Who knows how much he has? Somebody's got to know. He just bought another 500 million. But does he talk about the important parts of crypto? No, and it's frustrating me. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, companies doesn't need to have that information. They have people who have that information. He's, he's, he's promoting Bitcoin. He's promoting Litecoin. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I feel like he's... Because what he, what he did, Miss Teen Cryptos, he went on to Tucker and he's like, the only financial instrument in the world that has a capped supply and whatever this thermodynamic nuclear energy, whatever he comes up with flavor or word of the week he wants to use is Bitcoin. And to me, that's a lie. He knows Litecoin is the same thing. And yet he can just sit there and say it rather than saying, Hey, there's a great group of great group of currencies out there that are capped with supply and are sound money. You know, maybe I just feel like it's just a really weird thing to be Bitcoin only. And I feel like it's a it's like being Peter Schiff right now. He's go he thinks Bitcoin's crazy, just like Bitcoiners think NFTs are crazy. I think some of it's crazy, but to to dismiss it completely is just like a very weird thing to do. And it's very dismissive of all these other people that are now coming into crypto. Hey, they're coming in because they like the, the eight pictures. Okay, whatever. You don't have to dismiss them like they're morons, right? You can still have the conversation with them. So I just want to build it more. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It pissed me off yesterday. <laughs> the other thing that made me mad was uh, Pomp. Pompliano. Somebody else backed me up on this when he starts talking about using names for addresses or like word phrases for addresses. Which it means you would basically, unless somebody tell me where I'm wrong in this, you would have to use the same public address every single time you received money. Which means everything you, every single transaction you ever made would be trackable. Like that would give us far less privacy, privacy than we already have on blockchains. This is how it works right now. Yeah. Well, I know, but you, you can change your receiving address every time, right? So you can mm, at least... Litecoin has that. You can have like a name on your address. Right, right. They have like uh, unstoppable domains or whatever, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's like if you're a business or something, I think even David Burkett said that. Like you may have a reason why you want to keep that, but to make that the norm I think is a really bad idea. And also like it brings scammers into things, right? So like Miss Teen Crypto, right? You could have a whatever. Your O could be a whatever. They, they, miss, they may, may move one letter around. And somebody says, yeah, send it to me. And they send it to somebody thinking it's Miss Teen Crypto and it's not because of a scam, right? Just a bad, just bad ideas. And I'm like, Pomp knows better than that. And I don't know why. I don't know. Pomp is a fucking scammer. Anyway. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
I just, I, it's, it's just. Me neither. Me neither. But it's, it's it's the impa- I think it's an impatience thing. You know, it's like we it's all, we all want the number to go up. I mean, Christ, Litecoiners of all people, we want it more than anybody. But I just feel we like want, sometimes we're sacrificing things to get there, and it makes me crazy. Like, just chill. You know, so, Michael Saylor, you've doubled your money in a year. Like, you've got a gajillion dollars. Let's not throw away decentralization and self-custody and privacy and all that shit. So, there you so, go, Miss Teen. That's what I said. Oh, you're talking to Miss Teen? Okay, sorry. Well, no, I was talking to all you guys, but... Oh. That was but my rant to start. For us, for us, all of us, it should be important, really important, Bitcoin to succeed. And everything else is going to follow. This is my view. He promoted I, Bit- I Bitcoin. Agree. He talks about agree, Bitcoin. But at what he talks cost? About Bitcoin. Give, give me one second. Give me yeah. one second. He, talk, he talks about Bitcoin because he's involved in business. He can talk about different stuff every day. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to, they're, they're trying to separate the money from the state. Like, super big deal to do that. <laughs> do you think he's doing that? Of course. I don't know. And there's only one project that can do that. But do you think... I'm, I'm sorry. Say, I'm a Litecoiner too, right? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. But what I'm, what I'm saying is like, if we... If everything becomes... Uh, if, his, if his model is let Coinbase hold your coins, the US dollar runs on Bitcoin rails, right? He said that more than once. That's not that's working alongside the US dollar. Which I which even last week I said I think we should acknowledge the dollar is good for the end of the line. But I think we need to remove the power of the dollar in a way, right? I don't know. Tell me I'm no, wrong. What, I'm okay with what, talking about that. When I say money, I don't say like dollar bills. I mean like values. State values, like right. 401k, I don't know, the stock market, things like that. It's not only it's it's it, it, it's not it's not like a national league who's gonna who's gonna win the championship, right? So we support this team, and the other people support the the other team. It's just like the most revolutionary technology ever. I agree. Well, ever. and that's and that's where I, I feel like. I guess I'd like to just hear more of that, right? I, I, I last week I said it when I was like, you know, in two thousand eight, we got we technology. Got yeah, the first technology. Right, but why why not acknowledge the whole crypto space? Not that because all the whole, the whole crypto space it has copied Bitcoin. Well, yeah, to a degree, yeah. To 100% degree. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Not, all not necessarily 100%, though. Yeah. I, I, mean, have, I mean, yeah. So, the, the, the so I'm a heavy trader within the markets, right? And I follow a lot of the analytics. And I'm seeing a lot of institutional money come into Litecoin this year, especially. And I see, like, more ut- utility coming more on a on a, a higher level of... Uh, of how they'll move it around a lot a lot of what like xrp and ripple were doing but they couldn't ever accomplish it well there's bigger investors coming into litecoin this previous year 
that I feel will be able to push that note. But there's digital gaming markets. There's now metaverse markets that are swaying completely different than Bitcoin's movements. For the past two weeks, I've traded within the metaverse markets. And every time Bitcoin dipped, those markets ran against what what normal altcoins were doing with dipping. Now this week it's flipped. You got a lot of your swing traders in the whales. They want the hard alts again. Your top but 10, your top 20. That's the market though. That's not the technology. Yeah, you but can, that. Go you, ahead. You can you can compare those. They're on their so own me, track, right? though. You know, like just like when Litecoin started, when it started, its technology and its ripple waves. Like it's each one of these is starting their own tracks, and each yeah, I, one, I, either, I feel I all the markets are going to diversify but, into their own markets where they won't always be affected by how Bitcoin moves. Right. I would agree with that. And I, I look forward to that day where, because to me, the metaverse has, has, frankly, has nothing to do with Bitcoin, right? And probably never will. I don't, I don't know if that's even something that Bitcoin should yeah, be getting involved nothing in. at all to do with it, but it sways a completely different market. Yeah, I think that's a lot to do. I've always felt like the the pairing, like the fact that the two coins are the most dominant are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And those are the two coins that you can basically trade in and out of other coins with. So you're almost forced to engage with Bitcoin. Like if you want, or same with Ethereum, right? You have to use Ethereum in order to get access to all these other assets. And that's why you're seeing Solana and all these other ones now, because they're trading pairs. But if like tomorrow, Bitcoin, uh, Coinbase said, you know what? We're just going to trade all, change all the alts to trading against Litecoin instead of against Bitcoin. It'd be like night and day, right? Overnight, you'd have Litecoin soar because everybody would have to hold Litecoin in order to trade into these other coins. So mm -hmm. it distorts the real market. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's the market. Even even in Metaverse or Web3 or whatever new thing is, Bitcoin in, in, introduces that, like uh, a network with, with a native currency. I don't know about that. No, that's, that's reality. I mean, like, I'm not... I'm not I mean, but like you could buy Xbox. I'm sure Xbox had a currency before Bitcoin existed. And there was like mm. private monies. No, but these are real money, real coin. Right. You can you can take it out in your wallet. It's yours. It's way different than the the, the money that they have in games. Right. Sure. Like World of Warcraft or whatever. Well, anyway, I had to get that even, out. I was frustrated. Even even Web three is inspired by Bitcoin. That's what all these people... I don't know. I'm a Litecoiner, right? But the idea is Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin standard. Nakamoto standard or whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't, I'm not denying that. Yes. I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Even Sailor. Doesn't deny I, that. Well, I think and what really got me going today was like... Because I started thinking about this on my drive home is... The division within the communities, I think, is what's bothering me at the root of it all. Is that... that he is kind of forced to only talk about Bitcoin, like you said. Like he can't just come out and start talking exactly something he, else because he he's got he's got power you know of other people's money wrapped up into Bitcoin, right? Exactly. And, and he would just be hung out to dry by. I mean, you guys saw what happened with Ross Ulbert this week. I'm sure you saw that. Maybe you didn't. You know, he's the guy who I did. I did yeah, of course, of course. I ran did. the Silk Road and 
he's in yeah. jail for two life sentences and he wants to sell an NFT to raise money for a charity and people are giving shit. Like, don't wow. forget don't forget it's social media, right? I so get it. Have, but I'm saying have exactly. all kinds of people. Right, which makes me almost think like there's something going on. Like who would do that? Who would even act like that that had Bitcoin's best interest at heart? Nobody. Ninety like percent of new toxic Bitcoiners are new Bitcoiners. I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. And you can All see right. that actually. You can you can see it. You can you can figure it out. Like it doesn't make any sense. All right. Well that's my negativity I had to get out of the way today. Mm-hmm. But I'll move on and, from and and, and, mm-hmm. and the songs that you were listening, it's not helping, bro. <laughs> that was that was the cake version of it. Oh I, my god. I know. That's I know. nothing. I, I love do that you, song. Do you not listen to heavy metal Bogma? I, I do, I do. I, I love that song. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what else do you guys want to talk about this week? Again, anybody? Bitcoin. All right. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, somebody mentioned. All right. I did put when I put the uh, original tweet up. I asked what people want to talk about, and I think they said development going on. The unfortunate part is I am not. You know, I'm not a developer. Litecoin oh, development of new GitHub projects. That was from Le- the master. He's not here though. He's an OG. Somebody should, should DM him. I think I did. He, I think he goes to better. He's got he's got kids that are uh, yeah. younger, so he's this is their bedtime. Right, yeah, let me hang on. I'll I'll add him. Hold on a second. Maybe I didn't invite him yet. I want an autograph of him. You want an autograph of the master? All right. Who? Yeah. What? What is? What do you got? Anything else, Al? You want to say? So how how long have you been in the space, Al? Al Moby. Oh me? Oh I'm I've been in um so about three years now. So you said the stuff you see going on with Litecoin, what are you seeing? More specifically, so like, if you can be. Like, you can pull up the blockchain and you can look at, like, holders. And, I mean, I do a lot of, well, they, they call it basically, like, whale watching. Where you'll pin some of these bigger wallets and you'll find, you'll track them and follow them. And also, a lot of these bigger investment firms and hedge funds, like, you can go into the as they get as more and more get released, like it's all public information. You can pull up their holdings counts and you can see exactly what they're going for. And they're going for the hardcore, the the like the royalty coins that have been here for, you know, the past five, seven years of crypto. They're not worried about the whole metaverse or gaming sectors or, or any of that. They want Bitcoin, they want Ethereum. They want Litecoin. They want Binance. They want the hardcore utility ones that are here and that have been here. Well, yeah, I mean, those because because those are gonna last, or I think they know that. That's a it's a bigger risk to go metaverse. That's yeah. That's a whole man. See, it's happening. It all happens so fast. I feel like a, I feel like a boomer to be honest with you. I don't get like the metaverse. I'm not sure how crypto gets involved with that. Or why it's needed for that. Same thing with uh, like what is Web three? That's the other thing I haven't even looked into. Anyone explain what monetized network? 
explain. Uh, a network that it's monetized, like time spending, whatever. I don't know. Oh, it's not like I read a little NFTs, no. NFTs or games or. Well, I saw something today like about like play to earn, right? So for games, getting paid to play games or to build games or something or. What it is, it's, it's more or less <clears throat> a lot of like how we own our crypto. It's a lot of um like real world assets being able to be brought onto blockchain more or less through NFTs in, in that whole line. That's a lot of how they're monetized and being able to bring them in. And it's they want it decentralized. Like they don't want people to be able to control this stuff anymore for them. Everybody wants their own power back from the governments, from whoever that that's always held their thumb over us for so long. Well, like, I mean, give me an example. Like, how would you wrestle outside of money? How is Web3 different than Bitcoin or Litecoin, I guess? Hmm. Bitcoin or Litecoin? It's money. Right, so how how can you monetize something without it being money? Right, somebody mm. somebody controlling Web three, controlling that money. Mm. How are NFT NFTs are created? For yeah. example, I'm I'm following the under development uh, game, Infinite Fleet, and they have like spaceships. Yeah, and they sell them like. NFTs on, on on liquid Bitcoin, and you can like then you can charge people to like come onto your ship in this metaverse. I have it in my wallet actually because oh yeah, I'm it. big on the meta. Like I actually I got a lot of metaverse and land and NFTs and like these real metaverse worlds. You get paid just like going into like a yield farm, like say Pancake Swap and Pancakes, right? Well, the NFTs kind of do the same thing, but it's it's a whole new world, basically. Ideally, in, in the next five years, for sure, you'll be able to open your phone, digitally put up an image of yourself, and say, like, it's an office meeting. Ten people come on the phone, and they'll be able to just put you all together, the ten people, within, like, an office space or on a mountain or somewhere right. digitally, right? And you're all together in the meeting, like that's this is what this is all creating web three is being able to to bring uh you know what two d one d items and make them into three d virtually to interact with all right it's uh <laughs> I, i'm i i'm I'm a big landowner like a dig i can i don't have a degree in land or or, or anything in the real world but in this world. I'm able to go and buy properties, land, resell them, hold on to them, uh, far, you know, charge people rent. They want to build on my land, like in Sandbox. They come in and they can digitally grab little sections of it and I can sell them off to them or just charge them rent. Like I get a percentage royalty fee of whatever that network or company does forever on the blockchain. Yeah, but, who, con <laughs> but who controls like how much land there is? The creators of that metaverse, you know, the devs and tech guys that first developed that network and that meta system. And so do they, you know, they kind of like limit, like when they create it, they decide there's only going to be X amount of land 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them do. Yes, it's it's not like the like the tokens or coins where they just have so many. There's delegated amounts of how big these plots are gonna be, and ideally, I see them creating more of these metaverse worlds. In, I mean, I hold these things. They're called meta keys, and yeah, I believe some of them in the long run. And there's gonna be different tech ideas with it, but. Ideally, just like they have the bridges for all these coins, how we can now trade between all the platforms, right? They will have bridges into these metaverses, and you'll have certain NFT keys, and you'll be able to walk in and out of these portals, just like you do, and trade in and out of the coins. It's basically, you know, it's <laughs> it's just the evolution of how everything's being coming out. You already see it being, you already see crypto being brought into the school systems. And again, that's that's pretty beneficial because that's you're, they're going to be teaching the hardcore <coughs> fundamental coins, which is Litecoin, which is you know you Ethereum and Bitcoin, the the fundamental concepts of how crypto was started and, and how it's moving. Uh, yeah, that's I, already I, happening in America right now. Okay, here here's what I got to understand because I I don't like who governs who decides that there's only X amount of land and how can that ever be changed. I, so I'm um, assuming that it's written in coding, um, like the coding is written there that structures it to to be a cap on so much land created. Right. Just like uh, it's like, like I do VR all the time. I was actually just playing. I got this new game. I just do the Oculus thing, but yeah, yeah, it's like a, like you can, you, know, you can build like you can create sculptures and art and shit in it, and it's fun and it's cool, and I can see how people would be like. Like if you made an amazing land, that would be fun to go visit, right? Like, because you can, you get so immersed in these places. Dude, I uh, see people like being able to climb Mount Everest and stuff with the evolution of this. It's yeah, gonna be, sure. it's gonna be totally different for a lot of the people in our generation, and it's, it's like it's happening fast. The evolution of the devs and, and people that want to be in technology development right now. And I see like a big structure change in school systems. Definitely the generation of people that are still in school now is so much their evolution is all 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 it is is a lot of tech. They're all on their phones and computers and way high tech than a lot of us in our older generations. Oh yeah, for sure. I can barely <laughs> they, I'm, they yeah, run the markets below us. I'm a I'm a late gen. We're gonna hurt when they come in the markets and trade with us, we're gonna be hurting. Well, that's where you just huddle, right? I mean, that's you pick the ones that you feel confident in, and you stick with them. Yeah, but I like learning about. I'm I'm fascinated with like what that's going to bring because I I'll admit, like I told Miss Team was on here last week, and I was like, I was pretty skeptical of NFTs, but then when we started talking about um, the ability to verify information, that one was big. To me. I was like, oh, like so you could write an article put it on a decentralized computing network and it could be validated that that was the original article or that nobody, you know, fudged the words or whatever. There were no alterations made. Same thing with pictures and videos, because you're not going to know. We're not going to know. And heck, you can barely tell now these deep fake videos. I've seen people on TikTok, dude, that are like, I have, have you guys seen that Tom Cruise dude on TikTok? Have you guys seen that guy? If you haven't, go on TikTok and look up this real Tom Cruise or whatever his name is. 
this looks like freaking Tom Cruise and sounds like Tom Cruise, you would, I would bet money that it's him, but it's not. It's so crazy. <laughs> so to no. like know there were alterations made to a video, like verification is going to be pretty critical in the future. The verification part, that's where when you were talking about like people having the, the new ENS names or the, you know, a, a network name that's like Tom dot Ethereum or whatever. Right. Yeah. So eventually once you grab your secured network there and it's not just a bunch of numbers and letters that technically that is your identity now like that's your birth certificate it tells you when you started and in the long term you gotta look say you want to buy a house in the metaverse or take this into real life because this will be within the real banking systems this is your credit history this is your credit report it tells all about your life it cannot be changed it cannot be uh, anything can nothing can be changed with it because it is blockchain it is all accessible and open to any public information if you know how to find it and look for I'm it I'm okay if I can voluntarily engage with that from time to time so then you come into the, the pressing fact of just like Monero and a lot of the problems they run into with security issues there's companies that are hedging into this market that do want that fame whether it be like secret or Fala, that's another one that I watched. They were um, like, these are security networks where, again, you'll be able to run all your transactions through, you know, just like a bridge or like a swap index. Punch it in, it scrambles it between 100 some addresses, it spits it out, it doesn't ever know who it comes from or where it came from. Right. Who's sending it? Like, and, and that. The faster we evolve into evolving with all this stuff, the faster security networks and that structure will come into play, especially with the taxing with the U.S. citizens right now. Because I'm I'm in the U.S. and it's getting pretty crazy. Like I'm hedging into buying land in other countries, and that solves the issue there for me. But not everybody has that option open. You're buying, especially you're buying, as you're buying land investors. In, you know, you're buying land in a different universe. What are you talking about? No, no, I mean, yeah, that too, but I can't just uproot, you know, I got my pup, my dog, you know, I don't know how I'll get hit in the metaverse. I think everybody in crypto from time to time goes, where the hell am I going to (laughs) go? You know, where's the place I'm going to be crypto friendly and El Salvador? Like, I've never been down to El Salvador, but with what he's doing with Bitcoin and the structural city that they're trying to build, it's almost like, this will mirror Dubai in the next 10 years if they can get it right. And the amount of money that'll flow in that they'll produce on uh, green energy grids. Wait, uh, so, I, I have a I question. Was... I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. About NFTs, right? Yeah. So, what about I mint an NFT on Ethereum or whatever chain that does NFTs? What if somebody right quick it, save it? And goes to another blockchain, right? And do another NFT with that. How is that? So work? I agree that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that do that and mirror that stuff. There, the best thing is to follow the correct artist always, and you'll see some of them. They'll start a project on Ethereum, and I've seen them change over and add to on a different network because the spending is a lot. It's a lot easier to trade off of Solana and Polygon networks for NFTs. Even doing launches 
for new projects and whatnot. And, but Vlad, Vlad, like, he has EIP 4488. Like, if you guys don't know what that is or haven't read up on it, like, he just published it. And that's that's going to fix a lot of the gas issues. But it's not it's not coming anytime soon, you know. At least February, March, probably later than that. And, and what it is is they will um, – the block sizes right now are pretty large. So they can shrink the block sizes, right, and then – it'll be less expensive for people to make transactions because it doesn't need all this big block to hold all this data when it's such a small transaction or amount of information needing to be sending across the network. That's something in the mix, but I don't see it happening in the far future. Yeah, I think the art thing, I, I think it could happen just on a much smaller scale to me. Like, that, that I can see, you know, you got a unique whatever you want to call it, almost like a rookie card or something or yeah an artist or like a music artist decides to sell a song via nft where it's like that i get i think it's the bulk of things where it's like a very knit very small group of the world is going to care about some weird random ape long term right now it might be kind of like no offense beanie babies or something like that i was actually around selling beanie babies when i was a teenager and it was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> People paying like $400 for a stuffed animal. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some of it. But yeah, Bagwamas, to answer your question. Well, Miss Teen, you're about to chime in. But I think the validity part is more interesting to me. Validation long term. I wasn't going to say anything much. I was just going to say in terms of transaction fees and gas fees and things like that. Look into wax. Um, wax is where I've been minting since November 2020. It's really good in terms of it being like feasible, like buying a $1 NFT. You're really buying a $1 NFT. There are like no gas fees. It's instantaneous transfers and it's really easy to use, honestly. And there's top brands like Hasbro, Mattel, Tops. I might do it just to learn about it. All right. I got to take yeah, care if you. If you want, go on wallet.wax.io and create a wallet. Like literally two clicks, Twitter, Google, Facebook, whatever, and create a wallet. And I you bought just... like uh, a few thousand wax a while ago because Billy Bar Bill Barhite from uh, Abra. Yeah, I got him at like 300 Satoshis or something. But um, Bill Barhite from Abra was talking about it. I was like, all right, what the heck? All right. Paul, you've been up here for a second. I haven't had gotten a chance to, or Satoshi South. What's up, man? You, you were down at the NFT conference, you said, right? Oh, yeah. Hadn't slept in a few days. Feeling good. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Miss Teen for being on Fox Business News tomorrow. That is incredibly amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thank Congratulations. you so much. Yeah, that really is awesome. I appreciate it. I'm really excited. Paul, I, you guys are doing great. Love what you guys are doing at Hedge. And yeah, tell we, David I said hello. I know I he's will. probably with you. He actually did not. His his wife got sick, I think. No, she definitely did. But she conveniently got sick at, at our beach house. So they stayed at the beach house this week while I went down to Miami. I was like, there, there oh, may gosh. be a conspiracy here. Like, what's happening? But uh, no. And I met some kids from Wax today. In fact, they gave a long explanation. And they are legit. So, uh I didn't 100%. know what his name was. He's he. I think he's out of the Dallas area. He had bonds. He had purple fingernails. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, was it Miggy? I don't remember. I I I met about ten thousand people today, so I'm really not good with names. 
Oh, okay. But he was down, he was down here with Ken, I think. Did yeah, that ever... was definitely Miggy then. His name is Miguel, Miggy Crypto. He's a yeah. friend of mine. Super cool guy. So I've, I'm really excited about that. And, and there's so many things going on with Litecoin right now that it's really hard to measure. So I can't say everything. There's a lot of stuff going on that is relevant, cool as hell, and will change lives. So I'll leave it at that. But to the the NFT that Al Moby was talking about and, and kind of the spaces and Miss Teen is very much involved in this, but I'm an old school cat and NFTs just sounded like a fancy name for the, a modern baseball card to me. But let me tell you, when you experience it, when you walk into that room, when the walls are breathing, when, when you're immersed into a completely new experience, oh, it, it is cool. <laughs> it is really cool. And, and you don't understand, you don't understand it until you do it. There, there's no way to even explain it. So everything you're talking about with NFTs is passes to other, other worlds and like that. If you want to see what the future is, walk into an nft show where they're all just digital and in their own world and their own zone they don't seem to care too much about bankers or the man or like they've just left it all behind they've all moved on with their lives and it is an amazing new place so i was blown away like you literally blink and you're behind in this space I know it's crazy. I agree. Like my daughter, I was like for Christmas. It's weird. Like my daughter's only eight, and she'd rather have a a cool Minecraft pack than she would a toy. You know, since there's more value, there's more value to her. Uh, yeah, Litecoin just had an update. OmniLight is activated. I know. I get. I get it. I get it. No, no. We're, right yeah, now, I hear you. I, no, trust me. That's it's very exciting. Right now, and. uh what do you mean right now? Did Charlie announce something? Right now, OmniLight is activated. Oh, I thought you meant like right now. Like it just happened two seconds ago. It just happened. Oh, same. I, I literally checked Twitter. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Bob, no, no. Breaking it news. just happened. It just happened. Yeah, you mean like in September? Or you mean like it's going live? No, like five or ten minutes ago. Wait, what happened? Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. You mean you can actually start creating minting on OmniLight? What? I don't know. So I'm asking. Well, okay. Let me ask you, Miss Teen, because you're all right. We're I guess we're going on the NFT road today, which is actually good. I'm glad. I like this nah. variety of content on this stuff. So let me. Ask, so when OmniLight, let's say OmniLight becomes a good marketplace, and you can mint for a penny and you can transfer for a penny what does that mean like is that what what does a creator have to go through does somebody have to build a layer on top of that to make it a easy experience to create and to post and market it um i guess you need to create like an nft marketplace like that has functionality where you could buy sell all of that stuff, mint, create templates, collections. There needs to be some place where people can go and actually create the collection itself. So I believe they're going to make a marketplace for it. Um, it would be really cool. But I think I think Litecoin, if they start making, if like, you know, OmniLight gets implemented, it's really going to change a lot. 
I think, you know, especially it being, you know, one of the most known coins, Bitcoin's little brother, I think it's really going to change. It, it, it's going to bring a lot to the table, to say the least. The fact that Litecoin, the low fees, fast transaction times, really going to change a lot, especially if you can make your own tokens on there, which gives extra utility, more things you can do with NFTs. Yeah, I, I have the suspicion. I always have these suspicions. And one of them, you know, my recent suspicion about, I believe addresses are going up because Litecoin is actually being used in Latin America on chain, which I think will become true. And the other one is I think something's going on with Coinbase. I think Coinbase would be smart to use OmniLite as their Coinbase wallet NFT marketplace. It's going to be the cheapest fees for them. And why build your own marketplace if there's a really, if there's, or why build your own whole blockchain system if there's one sitting there waiting for you to do it? It's really already built and inexpensive. I mean, Yo, that's true. Just Ooh, a, that's a quick question. One. I mean, excuse, excuse my ignorance on this subject, but like, is, is like Rarables and, and um, OpenSea, is that like proprietary to like Ethereum or something? Or, or cannot they like cross collaborate with? you know, the Litecoin chain and, 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 you know, allow like Omni Light NFTs on that platform. I'm not sure if they, I think maybe they can. I'm not sure what they could do on OpenSea, but I know they added Polygon. So like you could pay with Polygon, you have Polygon Matic NFTs on OpenSea as well as on-chain Ethereum. Um, you know, it would be cool if they added Litecoin. I think it would be good for them too, just to be a little diverse. Yeah, so you'll see a lot of um a lot of these ecosystems, right? They'll have their own on-chain NFT exchange platforms also. Yeah. Um and so and then you'll have your bigger net ones, OpenSea and some of the bigger rareable, like you said, these bigger guys that kind of cycle the bigger more uh volume and you can say i guess you can say the less educated um investor of nfts you know because it's a bigger easier platform to maneuver around the rare ones are those ones that you have to go in and find oh they've just released off of like you know an ido or a launch pad within polygon or solana or one of those platforms cardano even and then you find the rarity and you can if you know how to bridge and move between Solana, Polygon and those networks, even BNB has their own also. It's very fast moving between those. And that that would be really good to see Litecoin come come to the picture. Yeah, I mean it's there. But yeah, like you um Bagwama said, I just looked it up. I mean He's saying it's live also now. I well, I downloaded the uh, light the Omni Light wallet back in. All the tests are all the tests are done, so it's ready. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. I mean, you guys. I think we're gonna see a stable coin very soon on Omni Light too. I want to country. I'm, I'm gonna keep saying. I'm gonna keep saying stuff until Satoshi South tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> I could see something like Tether being on Litecoin. Yeah, yeah, it's already on Bitcoin. I mean, it's it's so expensive to send these stable coins. Why would you not put them on OmniLite for? See, again, so I can use. It's a competitive advantage if I'm USDC and you can transmit for a penny 
why would you use tether if it's twenty dollars, right? So, but that'll that'll that see that's the whole well, idea. Like great. I said, being that mark, being that pair in an exchange, like you're forced to use Solana. That's why people, if they want to get access to these NFTs, they have to buy some Solana, right? They can't go on Solana and use something else. Yeah, there's like certain ones you can only use those exchanges. You have to have Solana to trade in it. You have to have Polygon. You have to have VNB. Certain series only trade within those networks also. They won't move to Ethereum or any other one. They'll stay on that network, and they will not want to diversify further. So what's the minting process? Why do I see sometimes people like, oh, my God, it right, like costs two, two Ethereum to mint or something like that? What's the, what is that? Why does it cost to mint one? Um, I guess it's like the, the gas fees of, of, it's not even like sending it across the chain. It's like digitally bringing it. Like moving it on. To I the, don't know how to explain to that part, well, but this is, it it is expensive a lot. Cause I'll do batches of like 20 or 30 at a time and it gets very expensive. It definitely does. Like when I know on OpenSea, you pay a one time. Uh, Gatsby to create a template basically when you create an NFT on OpenSea like if I upload an image to OpenSea right now I can name it all that stuff it's not an NFT until somebody buys it and mints it themselves so it's almost like a placeholder so whoever buys it is paying to mint it and actually put that image on the blockchain yes yeah yep so that's basically how that works. But it, like on Rarible, it's different. Like every NFT you mint, you have to pay a gas fee every time you do it because you're actually putting it on the blockchain at that point. Well, here's my question. So if we do our cyclical thing and everything goes up and we're all happy and rich for about two weeks and then everything goes to shit again. <laughs> uh, see, like, do I see I right now going, I don't want to touch NFTs for my life because I feel like they're already running like crazy right and so um i'd rather wait until things get ugly and maybe do some tooling around then i mean do you do you think there's that's my fear of nfts as i see that there's going to be there will be a lot of people to get wrecked out of it so so to that to that point i completely agree but i also had that same feeling when ethereum had doubled to 28 bucks right mm-hmm. i'm like it just doubled. There's no way I'm getting it now, right? And I did that for three or four months. I, I don't know what the market will do, but, but I will tell you this. I, I waited in traffic for about 25 minutes last night just to get into the area where I think it's called Wydell area. It's in Miami. And, and there are NFT shows everywhere. There, The FTX arena, the, the airport, like it is, it is overwhelming okay, what's okay. going fair on enough. down here fair enough but we're in the midst of nfts haven't gone bananas well, i want to go next year if everything's in the toilet who's going to be there you know what i'm saying so when i would buy it, it all so what i'm saying is the market's you as a holder and an investor so you could always buy the top of anything no, and but I'm saying gonna have, gonna have, I want to go to the convention in a year. Is the convention going to – I mean, everybody just got filthy rich. They're having a blast. Oh, the convention is going on now in Miami. I know. That's where Satoshi South just was. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. This is not exciting now. I'm not, like, you know. <laughs> none of this is going away. I mean, think about – like, I was just at NFT NYC. 
they had 600 people in 2019. 2020, of course, they had to miss. There were circumstances. 2021, they had 6,000 plus attendees and 600 plus speakers. It's going to be more, even if there's a, for example, a little bit of a bear market. It's because this there's so many people coming in and this technology is just advancing at such a rapid pace. Think about it. Bitcoin didn't attract this many people this early. NFTs have only been around for, I'm going to say, half the time Bitcoin has. And look at the impact it's made. It's not going anywhere. Although maybe not all projects will survive, but that's the same thing with a lot of things that were out in 2017 that maybe aren't around now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm not saying NFTs are going away. What I'm saying is that, yeah, having been been somebody who lived through the last bull market and the bear market and seeing – the ridiculous things. You're that, confusing I mean, like, the you market with technology. You don't understand the coins yeah. that came about yeah. that it was like they went from like they literally disappeared. They became literally nothing. They were worth, you know, maybe a couple bucks. And then somebody buys into them and they're and they're nothing. Like it's hard to comprehend, right? These assets just existed. People were all excited about the market, them. the market and the technology. It's, it's a separate thing. The True. technology I, like mind blowing. The market yeah, so the smart, is the market. It's gonna do things up and down. That's the market. Right. The smart play is the exchanges, the people who are the placeholders. Maybe maybe that's the safe play, right? The safe the play is exchanges get all the traffic. They're the gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah like Crypto Punks have been around since twenty seventeen and their biggest hype was this year, four years later. There was a CryptoPunk that was bought for $74 that sold for $2 million. I And a lot of, there wasn't a lot of hype around CryptoPunks for years, but the person that bought it still stuck with it. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to buy it 74 <laughs> not $2 million. <laughs> I mean, look, I've I, I got to say, the, the deal where you can put the, the NFT like in a frame on the wall, which I think Satoshi South was kind of explaining if I can so cool. visualize. That's that's dope, right? I mean, it, it's coming to life. You can kind of see art in motion. I can dig that. Uh, in-game items type of deals. You know, I mean, for sure, that that's definitely going to have a marketplace. Um, but, you know, like, Outside of that, you know, I mean, obviously you have to have like hardware structure for for putting it on on a frame or something. But just having some on the phone, I mean, I know value is subjective, but like some of the stuff, two million for that, like that's that's outrageous. All right, well, I mean, check this out, and I don't mean to interrupt. I saw some technology, I guess yesterday, the days have run together. That that essentially, so we've got some athletes at Get Hedge. And we have these discussions with their agents and they discussed NFTs. So I, I found a guy this week where you can put an RFID. I, I assume it's an RFID. It's some sort of a tiny sticker that you put inside your jersey and maybe put on inside of your each cleat before a football game, right? So you win the football game and you can go over to a fan, take that shoe off, click your phone on it that activates it it mints the nft the athlete can say something it's just between the two of them but here's the cool part that shoe right let's say it was tom brady's shoe from high school just theoretically or or michael jordan's and that shoe's worth a million freaking dollars five years later and they sell it 
at Sotheby's or the auction, it's programmed to automatically give royalties back to the people who originally held those copyrights. So every time that shoe is sold for the rest of that athlete's life, they'll get royalties. Nike will get royal. It's amazing how they're tracking it. Like that is certainly technology that will go on, right? That is, that's really cool to me. NFTs are giving people the opportunity to be their own store. Like, you know, Bitcoin, Litecoin, you could be your own bank, but NFTs allow you to be your own store. Not only decentralize your value and currency, but decentralize your assets, decentralize your literally the deed to your house can be an NFT. So it's like bigger than art. It's bigger than music. This is like scratching the surface of what NFTs can be. See, that comes back. That's where I go. Well, you still got to have somebody mind blowing. There still needs to be a, a legal framework behind it. I, I can't buy an NFT of a house and then walk up to someone and go, oh, I bought an NFT. Get the fuck out. Like. They have a government. There's a government that dictates they have a house, right? Well, oh, yeah, already, <laughs> that system already exists, guys. There's already a system for house deeds, and the federal government or the state government or whatever controls that. And you're not going to usurp that power from them with an NFT. Same thing with possession of a physical asset. So I get what you're saying. You will some actually of the stuff them. I like, but some of the stuff you got to slow our roll a little bit. There are, there are people who are actually in control of these things, and there is a legal framework around ownership. You know what I'm saying? So digitally, yes. Physical assets, like I, you know, I, my, I've said before, my dad does rare coins, and I thought that'd be a great way to mint rare coins into NFTs and then physically custody them so people could trade them around the world. And if they ever wanted to take delivery, they could just make a request. But there's some trust involved in that, right? That... I would actually like, would you act with the person actually deliver it when you requested it or do you just get screwed and who owns it? Right? right. Who could show proof of ownership at some point? I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're always, <laughs> in, in, in that regard, even, even in the bare essentials of, of a smart contract, I mean, you're essentially going to have an arbiter in some fashion, yeah, right? Somebody's I mean, because at, yeah. at the very, at the, the very least, at the very least you're well, well, so what happens if somebody doesn't deliver on their end? So their reputation is, is damaged, but so what? They screwed you over. Still, you own the coin. Um, yep. Well, but, 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 what if, but what if there's a malfunction in the software? I mean, because it's not out of the question that... There is no malfunction for 10 years. Dis- what if the coin disappears? I mean, that's what, that's what most gold you have to worry about. That's the reason you have blockchain, right? You can prove ownership because you're actually can go to the that, blockchain and say yeah this is mine but actually proof of digital work. but if it's physical you can't physically remove you can't make it spawn out of thin air you don't know where it is right i mean there's certain ways to attach physical items to nfts like it can be done it's being Excellent. done there's yeah. actually live there's a lot of the art auctions are coming into that space and yes. they're attaching physical pieces of that and then there's a project off of Terra Luna ecosystem and it's a couple hotels and some stuff and it's been monetized into pieces and NFTs as holders of this digital property that's real property. Like yeah, so it's you very real and happening like, very fast. Are you embedding like an RFID into the asset or something? 
That's somehow. possible. I've seen that done. I've been at Miami Crypto Experience back in April. You can look up this artist, the, he, the do what you love artist. You were able to go up to his paintings and just tap it and it would bring you to the NFT. And there were also like wallets within his paintings. So you were able to go to his paintings and tap it and there would be a wallet there that could give you like Bitcoin cash or something like that. But but could could you not could you not uh, like 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 the 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 conversation about hey here here's a jersey that's got this this chip or whatever and the dude wears it whatever takes it off gives it to somebody right so so and and it's on the blockchain right so that's verifiable right I mean because sometimes with physical goods it's like well is this, is this the real deal or not and you got like with cars the the PCG ratings or or whatever all that all that jazz. But I mean, why, why, why couldn't you just input that data on, on the Bitcoin or, or Litecoin blockchain? I mean, why would you need to? I, I don't see like how that can how you couldn't like verify, you know, have that verifiable piece of data on Bitcoin or Litecoin. Well, why there needs to be an NFT, essentially. Well, you, you can you can do that. Yeah. So then why do we even need it? Why, why do we need to go through some other, you know, blockchain, pay some fees? Especially on Ethereum, you know, our, our outrageous amount of fees. When you know we can just do it. That is a good question. Like, why, why did Bitcoin why NFTs Samsung, not take off? Okay, okay. Why have Samsung when we have Apple? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, but 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 Samsung wouldn't be if if they couldn't provide a competitive uh, price point. You know, you know. So yeah, that's, but, that's what like, they're doing. Technology and yeah. Well, price. not Ethereum. I mean, yeah, I I agree with you, but but it's an open market and it's a, and it's a new technology and everybody is invited to provide something. You know what I'm saying? I get, I dig that, I dig that, right? Open market, market's gonna decide, right? If people want to exactly. keep shelling out funds, you know, for this stuff, then that's that's fine and dandy. But I think if the awareness is like, well, well, hold on, I mean, this can be done on Bitcoin or Litecoin blockchain. You know, maybe it's just an awareness piece. I don't know. But, but the, uh, the, the difference is that Bitcoin and Litecoin is, are decentralized projects. You know what I'm saying? Open source. So they don't have, they don't have, they don't have team of developers working on, on Litecoin. Litecoin is working with the community. Okay. Okay. You want to know why? Here's Entirely. This is the same thing with the DeFi thing. If you can create a platform and you can build, you can you can incentivize developers. You can incentivize investors by giving them tokens out front, right? When you can create your own money out of thin air. So you can build a marketing program. You can build developers. You can do all this by rewarding them with the token them. that you're going to use as the intermediary where there's nothing to do that with Bitcoin and Litecoin. Like that's like we've talked about that with DeFi too. It's like a, it's like a, it's a good idea and it's a way to put it on steroids is by creating your own token because you can then monetize that down the line. I so, think yeah, so a, a bunch of that's... unregistered securities essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, so when the regulators like, come yeah. in and the shit's going to hit the fan hard. Yeah, I it's mean, like venture capital. Who's holding it? And, and you know, have, and, and, but I'm not saying it's anything, honestly, I don't have anything wrong with it. Like to me, Guys. it's it's all above board as long as everybody knows what the deal is going into it. I don't have a problem with incentivizing. It's same as a stock incentive, right? So I don't have a huge problem with it, but that's why it's harder to build on Litecoin and Bitcoin because it's a lot less profitable for the developer. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. <laughs> if you're a developer, what if what if all all this 
come to Litecoin and Bitcoin. Everything that we say that security, we, we don't even know what security is. But so anyway, I mean, everything can. But here's the problem: go to Litecoin and Bitcoin. The problem is that there's the developers, the the creators may like it, and the customers may like it, but the developers who want to build those websites out, they're going to want to still stick with the place that they can go. That they have, a, they own, they own a bunch of Solana. So why are they going to go build on Litecoin? Because uh, they have to go buy. Actually, have to go break and buy Litecoin. Because, because <laughs> I don't think they're free. all out for themselves. I don't really think they're all out for themselves like that. Because you no. see a lot of um, owners investing within other companies, and also sitting on boards within those companies. In the newer ecosystems, you know, like especially the NFTs and those metaverse and gaming networks, like you see these big time CEOs sitting on the boards of these new farm companies where it's crowdfunding. It's investors just like you and I that are coming in here and starting these projects. Right. And and that's what's creating a second line. And as long as Litecoin accepts and say, okay, we accept your codes and the structure of it, you can build within our ecosystem. It really is up to them and how they want to code how their company or network would work. You know, if they wanted to put a percentage tax for marketing wallets or, or you know, dev teams, however that works. Right. That, right. They can just build right into the coding of Litecoin. And, and but you start. understand, if they wanted to do... Uh whatever yeah if, if they wanted a hundred million dollars it's a lot easier to create a token from thin air and try to get create a hundred million tokens and hope they get to be worth a dollar so they can be crowdfunded like you just said fairly i'm not saying they're scheming on anybody it's a lot easier to do that and now you have your hundred million dollars to pay devs and do all that than it is hey litecoin hundred million dollars i gotta actually buy it i gotta have the cash to go get it you know what i'm saying and then pay my people. I actually have to have the money before I dive into this. So, yeah, so a lot of them do the hackathons, you know, and that's basically crowdsourcing devs and teams to come in yeah. here and they say, okay, here's my project. This is what we want to do. And they already have a laid out plan. And yeah, damn, I, I mean, grants, I, I grants are written, you know, from the top of Litecoin CEOs and the big guys. Litecoin doesn't have a CEO, man. You know that. Well, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, <laughs> well, well, so, so the so guys who make the these, rules on, on these, on these unregistered securities, right. Platforms. And, and I mean, I'm saying it because like you, you hear Gensler just came out today or, or yesterday and he's pretty adamant about, you know, you know, he, 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 you know, usually pushes a you know, Litecoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash, Ethereum, which, you know, whatever off as like, you know, legitimate cryptocurrency or currencies, not not uh, securities. Right. But I mean, you you got you have a centralized point of failure, like on a Solana or or these other other places. So if the regulators came through and said, "Hey, you you're issuing unregistered securities," you know, we're gonna we're gonna sue you or we're gonna shut you down. Uh, there's a central point of failure. So what happens to all the assets on that chain? I don't know. I want to add something because we have. We have Doge, right? It's merged mine with Litecoin. Yeah. Uh, Doge was a network before merge mining with Litecoin. 
I I don't know about that. It wasn't it wasn't mined on screen. No, I I know about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It, it was a different network, but it was a weak network. Everybody was attacking it, so it was saved by by Charlie Lee adding it, much mined with Litecoin, so it can be protected from, from the network, out of our network. So it can be done. Everything can be saved. This is a hack of the system. <laughs> What 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 do you mean exactly? I mean, you're saying that every I'm, I'm not sure. all these projects, like Almob said, have a community with NFTs, with assets. I don't know, with trading, with whatever. So the community is going to support it. They're going to have the coin. Or yeah, the I, I think I think just 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 because somebody merge mines does doesn't mean that you know if you have an unregistered security and and you merge mine. With Litecoin or something doesn't change the fact that it's still a network. It, it, it was, it's still a network. Yeah. Well, yeah, hang on. Hold up. Hold on, Cody. I think I think the thing though, like I start. I don't know if you were here in the very beginning. I think. Nah. Hey, more power to these people. I don't give a shit. If it's a free market, let's let it be a free market. The last thing we should be doing is going. Look, I don't personally like what's going on, and these investors might get hurt or something, and they need the government to come in and protect them. Like, that should be the last thing us as crypto people should be talking about. Like, I don't want people to get scammed, but I don't feel like there's anything that's not being above board with a lot of these places. Especially if I can look at, go ahead, Miss Teen, if you want to talk. But I'm just saying if, uh, especially if like in the beginning they say like X amount is going to the board, X amount is going to developers. Here, not, here's how many coins exist. One thing I do know is Solana apparently has fudged the numbers a couple of times I've heard they've gotten kind of caught, but it's at least a fair, you know, it's just the same as a stock trade. The only difference is you don't have the government intermediary to regulate it. But I mean, what does, what does the government regulation even do? It doesn't protect anybody. Didn't protect anybody in 2008, except for the banks and the investment company and the insurance companies. Yeah, but how fair is it though? I mean, because when when you got Bitcoin and Litecoin, right, that that fairly launch, and that have uh, have to get you know time from developers that they contribute or or uh, funds from from the from the um, from the community, and then you got some folks that are out here just generating a, a token out of thin air that uh, you know they can you know create some hype around and appreciate value and and it, it has their pockets and then they put put aside some for development and then that just kind of increases. The exposure and, and the development versus these other, you know, fairly launched coins. Um, you know, if, if they if they want to do that, then they why don't they just why why won't they just register as a, a publicly traded company? You know, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, because they probably yeah, because there's a lot of cost to doing that. So if the sure. government had to be involved, the NFT no. market probably wouldn't no. exist right now. No. No yeah, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. That's but, what you know the what whole saying? thing of decentralization is. No government. No like, governments. <laughs> it, would, it, would stop, it would stop innovation, right? NFTs would be much exactly. harder. You'd have much, a lot fewer companies. Everybody who was creating NFTs would have to like, I'm sure they'd be like, well, you have to be a licensed uh, NFT creator. And then you'd have to file some paperwork with your state. And you have to pay taxes on everything you do. And people would just be like, fuck it. It's not worth it, right? But this, I'm just saying, market, maybe, this wild maybe, west market is innovation. Maybe it's crazy ideas, but Litecoin saves Doge. Look at Doge now. I think Litecoin can save many other projects by being shut down because they're 
securities or their whatever. Because I believe, I'm not, I don't know, but I believe that there's out there a few projects that does work well with technology wise and whatever. But here's what I want, man. I want when the. I'm not an expert though, right? When the. I'm just thinking. When the regulators come for uh, mining farms and they come talking about pollution and green and environment, I want yeah. the NFT people to stand by us and go, hold on. They can do what they want. This is a free market, right? We want to be one here. Just like we, I don't want an NFT creator who goes out and I don't want him to have to like register as a business or something with the state. You know what I'm saying? And KYC into something because he decides he wants to make a picture and make some money off of it. Like that's none of my business and that's none of the government's business. And so we, sh- I would rather align with the people who are for free markets than people who are not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like on an individual level, for sure. But I mean, what would, would you necessarily, so then why, why do you have to use a, a proprietary token or something essentially? I mean, that's what's underlying the whole. It's a fundraising I, thing, dude. It's like a, it's like a seed round of venture capital. That's what I would look. It's like, it's getting, it's like giving steroids to a project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Monetizing. Yeah, network. I agree. It's crowdsource funding, giving, you know, there's no rights or rules. If, if the market wants that, then they can buy it and they can put a price on it and move yeah, it let's how say, they let's want. Say I'm, let's Create say I'm value building, for it. Let's say I'm building a homeless shelter in my hometown. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a token called, you know, Litecoin Underground token. And every single one of these is going to go towards this shelter. And I'm just going to sell them for five bucks a piece. I'm going to go on to OmniLite and mint 500,000 of them for $5. Okay, $2.5 million. They all sell. Yeah. Everybody feels good. They got it. You know, and whatever. When you prove you have this coin, you get something for it. I don't know. A picture of me or something. <laughs> my signature. And I crowdfund it. Nobody's involved, right? Nobody has to be this intermediary. Everybody knows the rules right up front. And so they can use their own judgment about what they want to engage with and what they don't want to engage with. And that's, you know, I get it. Idiots will be scammed. I mean, that's just a tale as old as time, right? So. So, I mean, like, and, and look, I don't want, you know, people people do what they want. I mean, I don't, I don't give a damn, honestly. But <laughs> I know but, what you're saying. What, look, I've, what the question, what, what another question <laughs> I might have is like, you know, blockchains are, are entirely inefficient you know, pieces of technology. I mean, extremely costly, slow, right? I mean, on, on, on something like sound hard money, like I get it, right? I mean, that is a necessary uh, addition to our society. But Only for money. On, on, on some of these other things, you know, do we get to a point down the road where a centralized service provides the same kind of service to where somebody can just open up an account and create some some art, you know, and and you have less cost and there's more efficiencies because centralization, you know, I mean, centralization isn't bad all around. Right. I mean, it does have some some benefits. And some of these things, these DeFi or, or, or you know, other, you know, kind of you know projects, you know, I just I just see a hard competing with a, a centralized, you know, 
I mean, like Amazon Web Service or some some sort, you know, where it's not going to be more more efficient. And I mean, if they do it, more power to them. You know, it's all good. But I, you know, feasibly and, and just logically looking at this, I don't understand why you would you know be looking to do it on a clunky blockchain um, when it's not necessarily needed. Yeah, because I mean, you could go on eBay. You can create an account on eBay and sell whatever you want. So why couldn't you like open up an account or develop a website? And let people create art and you know do their thing there. I uh-huh. I would agree, except well, except the uh, you know I don't know where Bogomas is. I'm guessing that you're not in the U.S. I mean, I like even some VPN I like scramblers. Somebody, <laughs> I like the idea somebody in Ethiopia could you know sell to anyone in the world too. That's kind of cool. Yeah, borderless. You can it's, do it. Now. It's. You see, this is what this is what Satoshi South means, right? You can, you can do it now. With All anything, with, with medical records will come into play. Passports, NFTs will, will be your IDs and everything here in the future. DID. DID. What'd you say? DID. DID. Decentralized ID. Oh. Oh, they're just spelling did. <laughs> yes, it's it's. I, I I think it's pretty close. Microsoft is working. Square is working. So I I think it's pretty close to having. Yeah. See. I don't, see that. That's the thing I don't like. Is like then it's then it's the government control. But you know. No. 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 Decentralized. All right. And we're we're talking IDs. I like. Yes. IDs. Right. Yes. Yeah. Identification. Like you, you digital. <laughs> Like your birth certificate, your medical records, your car insurance, everything right there on your phone in a file on the blockchain. Yeah, I always thought voting is the first place that seems so logical, right? And, it, and it's coming. You, if you, how, um, how, do you, how do you prove it's you? Fingerprint? Well, no, they have, you'll, you'll have eye scanners within oh, your cameras. Damn, see? You're losing okay, and, and that's there's a project that's going on that they're actually this is actually I know world coin. No, 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 that's a scam. That's a scam. No, 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 no fuck that. No, it's definitely real, it's already happening. No, no, yes, that's where I said, where do you move? I, I think it's South America. I don't know. South no, you wait, uh, yeah, El Salvador, <laughs> baby. El Salvador, kind of thing, you just wait because I think they're gonna be the new Dubai. Dude, I met somebody from New York at a Bitcoin show in Nashville who was buying land in Texas because it was flat enough for an airstrip if, in case he had to leave the country. And I said, <laughs> that is hardcore, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get like Snow White, Black Hawk, Apache helicopters. That, that should do it. You mean like Disney branded Snow White? <laughs> <laughs> I told him just wait a few years. We'll have drones. You don't need a landing strip. You just can pop over. Bike. You imagine you fly around bike. on your drones. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, you're gonna end up in this digital world where. So I was, when you oh, were talking ahead. about digital, or um, you know, about the land, right, and them creating a tokenomics where they say, okay, this is a crypto created world, or or land, like in real life, in. Vlad uh, Ethereum, right? He just wrote a whole paper on this. It's called Crypto Cities, exactly speaking about what you're talking about. And then going also deeper into the digitized monetization of NFTs 
of it being your IDs and everything. Like it's a very, it's a long laid out um, paper, you know, but very educational. It, it tells so, you where where his mind is and where you know Ethereum's moving and the direction and the mind, like how he talks and because people follow him. He, he's a big influence, of course. So people follow his ideas and ecosystems follow that. Yeah. <coughs> but they're talking about big you guys, you know, cities you being built. With, they're being built you guys, cities. Have you guys seen a movie with uh, Bruce Willis? That he was at home laying down and the Avatar was doing the work and going out and everything. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. You, They have you could do that like in metaverse with NFTs and different <laughs> some other stuff. And you just send them out in your NFTs, like just like going to stake a coin on a farm or something and getting APY on it for like DeFi. It's the same thing with NFTs. You have different characters or something, and you go. Um, See, it's weird. It's weird. It only it almost sounds to me like we're taking something that's free and digital and fun, and like turning it into the real world. Like people are trying to monetize the people who are in these games into doing work like they're like oh we can't have participation oh yeah i mean you'll laugh at some of the nft stuff i'm i'm into but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude i have no lie i'm gonna tell you i have What? these these strippers oh, right and they go to they work <laughs> at the strip clubs or different <laughs> strip hubs and these things collect me you know strip coins strip money You're i just you know you just Yeah, you just go and take it and you cash it in, you know, weekly, monthly. You have residuals. I got a couple of them. They work every day. <laughs> like, are you, are you, like, like, are you talking about real money? Or, This is or real money. Like, like, you take it to the market, you can swap, pancake swap, and you cash it in. Do you have real to do money, yo? Okay, well, 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 okay. paying for this? Hold on, so. no, hang on, hang on. Let's Okay, <laughs> it's it's tokenomics. It's it's tokenomics that were written into the contract, just like tokenomics of creating a crypto city. It's the same thing. Those? It's just a different avenue, a different market, a different area that's targeted. So, is the stripper, is the stripper real or is that an NFT? I'm confused. Oh, it's an NFT. Yeah, like you could get it printed. She got the ETH uh, of, of rockets tattooed on her leg. Satoshi South, you can't own a person in real life. You know that, right? Well, I didn't no, quite no. understand. I mean, not, never not, say never, at least. <laughs> not yet. How do you think adoptions are going to be done in the future when you're in another country? You're going to adopt. Well, now you're, now you're talking about real people. I mean, they're gonna fly here. They're gonna fly. Here. They're gonna see them. Baby. We're crazy. Okay. Not okay. to think it's not let gonna me, happen. Let me, let me let me get this economy right. You got okay. So somebody is a good designer of digital strippers, and so you buy the digital stripper. Going, ah, I think this I think that's get a brilliant. Lot of, a lot of interest in the metaverse. Yeah, so it's crazy. Can, they have like, a whole NFT metaverse the, and everything. You can go to the stripper auction and you can decide which one you think is going to get you the most money in the. In this yeah. metaverse, right? Yeah, people people come on and they play and, and exactly that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you're owning the NPCs. It's like going to Grand Theft Auto and you get to own the guy who's going to work at the factory every day in Grand Theft Auto. You can't even imagine <laughs> what it's like playing in the NFT world in metaverse right now. It's just like it's just like a playground of whatever you can think of, it's there and there's ways to make money on it. I might have to do. And, and do you so actually go what, with what people? 
Go ahead. Sorry. What, what people have been able to do with APIs and and Bitcoin, you're also so there's there are companies here. I, I didn't know this because I'm very naive around NFTs, but there are companies here that make make designer chairs and designer clothing, and you can buy if you wanted to create your own metaverse and compete and have a space and the NFT, like you don't have to go and core create all that. You can just API recreate what they have and they'll sell it to you. And it's, it's easier and easier to create these spaces and they're going to be everywhere. So I just find it fascinating. Like there were, there was no one there, but there was a dress there. I mean, (laughs) I can't even explain it, but there, you, you can make operas, you can, you can do whatever your wildest imagination is. Then you go in and you buy it, buy the piece, they'll create it, whatever, and then they'll deliver it for you. And you, you don't even have to be a coder to do a lot of this stuff. No, no, you don't. Imagine not, the phone industry. Not right? to be an artist, you know? Holy shit. That's, that's like the, uh, what they're talking about, this play to earn or what's <laughs> going on with that Axie Infinity is like, they say it's the Philippines or something where there's some country where there's tons of people building on that constantly and playing the game in order to earn credits and then sell them off. Yeah. Like that's build what, up their characters or something. Right. Yeah. I'm big into the digital gaming and it's a lot of, it's play to earn. Like a lot of these kids, these families <clears throat> and it, it, the big evolution came when COVID shut down everything. That was the flip and the switch turned. And so many people started creating and developing off of the tokenomics of those contracts. And you play the game, you can buy NFT characters or you can play for free and just level up slowly. And it pays you out, you know, a token. You bring it to the market and you can cash it in. These families that have nothing live off of this stuff because they can't go even outside their door, some of them still, still to this day. Well, it's cool because it's it's like it's the ultimate wealth redistribution, but for like legitimate providing a service that somebody wants yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty big in it like i run a hedge firm down out of florida and we have people that just sit in front of a computer a group of them and that's what they do they play all these digital games every day and they make a paycheck they make percentages for the firm like it's very real how old are you me i'm i'm 31 all right see i'm 40 i'm gonna be 43 in april and like i feel like the the probably you but like even 10 years younger than you it's like a different world dude you got they grew up in a different freaking world than i grew up in yeah i mean it's it's very fast the evolution of what's being created right now so you think about play to earn gaming now i'm gonna flip your whole mind here and you understand it's very coming very fast and it'll be here so think about kids that go and are homeschooled now what if they had the opportunity to be paid to go to school now this is with anything to get a college degree you're going to get paid to earn you know play to earn but paid to earn to learn to learn paid How's to that? learn right and there's coding just like the gaming stuff but so you have k through 12 you have college professors everybody that'll bring digital courses and structures printed onto nfts just like a homeschool program would be or even go into public private schools real schools Within the metaverse, these kids can sit at home and they can just go to school, put on their 
headset and just get paid to learn. Understand? They're going to get paid to go to school now. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. See, see, this is all. This is and have social interaction through other digital users. That's incredible. Like everybody around the world, you can. You want to sit in a class with somebody from across the world? You're going to have friends from wherever. And the development and the advancement of the technology is going to be so fast and so fierce, like it's going to flip the whole. It's going to flip the world and what is in place today. You know what's stopping? That's the incredible. Stopping it, the only thing stopping it is going to be the governments, right? Is like if you could have a totally free, open market for education, and someone. I mean, you guys have all heard of Jordan Peterson, I'm sure. Jordan Peterson could give, could decide he's going to sell his class on psychology or whatever he does, right? He could sell it to the world and make an ungodly amount of money and put every single sociology or psychology department or 90% of them out of business, right? Why would yeah. I go to the second best guy when I can go to the best guy? Yeah. That's like sailor.org, right? I mean, that's such a such an undervalued asset right now. And the funny thing is, is talk when they had one of the guys on there um, with with Michael and and one of the other guys that runs it with him, they actually were getting um, pushback from the regulators in one of the one of the states, I, I, maybe Delaware or something, that were suing them because they were giving education away for free, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Right? Well, yeah, once you get past the licensing part or the idea that a school has to be accredited or whatever, like once right. uh, once once I'm a uh, an employer and I go, Oh, you went to the, yeah, the Mike, you did sailor.org and you went through the Jordan Peterson classes and you show me maybe via NFT that you legitimately passed these courses and you spent X amount of time watching the lectures, whatever you can validate. I'm, you're just as good of a, a hire as the guy who spent $150,000 going to college. Right. Who's going to go to college anymore? Nobody. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's going to, yeah, they'll go the to college when they're paid to go to college. But well, so that I, that that I have a question on. Like, who who is who who, who is going to pay? It's the tokenomics you, written into the contracts of yeah, every I'm, buy I'm, and I'm sell about of every Why transaction. Would you get paid to learn? Why would I get yes. paid to learn? Exactly. Tell me how <laughs> how enthusiastic that is for the whole world. No, but how would you countries get, and people that have never even seen pay? education Wait. before can turn it on and get? So paid. He's, he's asking. Who's funding yeah, it? Who's going to pay How? you? I don't understand. There's crowdfunders. The There's investors from... like me and you that do believe in something like that and will will invest into that. And I'm not alone. Oh, sounds kind of no, sounds kind of fiatish. You know, <laughs> no, you know what though? I, I don't disagree with that. You're talking about a multi multi billion dollar industry in the school and education system. I will say, yeah, you got people in New York State that are paying fifteen thousand dollars for local taxes in just a regular house. They they can move someone else, get an amazing education for their kids and, and pay seven thousand. Like I don't disagree with that. That's you did flip my mind on that. Yeah, because like let's say we go let's You're talking about do. a school system that is not governed by governments. It's a whole world government that, that will create you know a whole school system oh, and customizable a eventually it'll Bitcoin start. was customizable money. You're talking about customizable education. That's insane, dude. That that's incredible. Okay, I okay. Never... Paul, Paul, you're a little nuts here. All right, just chill. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Like I, I don't. This is this is mind blowing. All of this is mind blowing. 
Okay, Even so I'm let's too high. Because I do, I do think you're, we're going to have to abandon. I can tell I you it's real because I know there's grants being written for it in Florida right now. It's 100% real, and it's already it's already being happened. Like it's well, yeah, only let, let, <laughs> let's say let's go to a future where Bitcoin's a million dollars, right? Ethereum's twenty five, maybe more than that. Wouldn't it be like eighty grand at that point? Litecoin's ten twenty grand. There's going to be so many people with uh, gobs of money, and they will they will want like I'm passionate about decentralization and. I would be happy to say, hey, take my course. I'll, or, you know, here's a course I endorse and I'll, I'll contribute to it so that kids can learn about the importance of sound money or decentralization or whatever we're talking about. I can totally see that. And I'm not even a big stack. You got, you take a guy who really cares and has $25 billion. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening. God damn, you guys are flipping my mind here. <laughs> we haven't talked about Litecoin this for is, damn near dead. Bro, like I'm, I'm laughing to myself. I'm Litecoin is, is a part of this, though. He's yeah, no, here. I know. Of course. He's here. He, he is one of the founding fathers of starting the evolution of where decentralization comes in, not just financial money, but the whole world and the whole structure of how it stands today. Give me a follow, Al. I mean, I just feel us getting. I just feel us getting so inflated. With all of this, all of this money being dished out, it's kind of I love it. I love it. There's plenty of money left. I get the the pre-education, you know, via the technology, like the Sailor.orgs and the Petersons and stuff like that. But literally paying someone to 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 learn. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, right? And and where's the value at? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a kind of like a uh, what do you call like a, a mentorship. How many people want to go to school and learn in countries that can't or don't know how to, but they have computers in schools that were built for them on a tokenomics, small cities. The, the whole the whole foundation is changing. So so think about a bigger picture. Why would you pay someone to learn? Well, maybe you're not paying them for a job because their job's been automated and they've been replaced, right? So you got to keep people busy. You got to keep people focused. You got to keep people growing. You don't want a bunch of robots working and no one, everyone's sitting around. So I think this is kind of the preliminary views of potentially what, like a universal basic income, but you don't, you don't go out and it just, is it mailed to you? You have to do something to get it. I, I don't know. It, it's all just so new. Wait, Cody, think about this. How much do you pay kids to get educated right now? I mean, you're paying their teachers. You're not paying them. But how much are you paying for other people's education right now? Oh, yeah. Pro- well, t- tax, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. But, yeah. I would say society of would, in general, that's one of the first things they're willing to spend money on is educating kids. And I think as you get older, I, I don't know, do you have kids yourself? Yeah, you got kids. Yeah. I think yeah, when I you get older, man, right? You get to have enough money. You're an older person. You're like, yeah, I'd be glad to help the next generation of people understand how the world works and particularly if i can do it in a way that i agree with as opposed to being forced onto me right you know what if you think about it like this now now i'm, I'm thinking a big picture here right we're, so, all, we're all investing in nfts <laughs> so so check it out check it out check it out right so so big picture right um instead of you know the kids having to go in, in into the classes 
which you know I'm not totally opposed to, but but let's just say you, you know you're you're removing all of these teachers, right? Because that's what we're paying for right now, right? We're paying to pay the teachers, we're paying for the the facilities, all of that jazz, right? So the amount of money, the amount of money we save from eliminating that, then I could see us paying the kids, right? How about that? I don't see them leaving totally, though. I just see a restructuring system and, and you know, new, new, new structures and facilities that will be built in place. And then you'll have monitors and advisors that come into those places. All paid by the blockchain, a whole system. Well, it com- yeah, it comes with hard. time, you know. Schools could stick around, but maybe just for places for kids to go and have fun and not. You think about within nice. one year, you could build a whole school in every single country with the tokenomics of a coin created and the social backing behind something like that. You but, but, but let's. Let a whole pilot this, program though. in every country of the world. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask this, though, because what kind of, what kind of uh, uh, precedent are we setting here, right? Like, I mean, I'm down for, for, for getting people education, all points of the earth, right? Like, everybody should have education. Uh, and technology can provide that to them free of cost, you know. Um, but, you know, to pay the kids to learn, I mean, do, we're, are we going to lose the ethics of hard work in this place? I mean, like, is there, is there, I mean, what do you have to work, like, literally, you know, you, are we just, like, handing things out on arbitrarily, or arbitrary tasks and stuff? I mean, like. You got to develop some some ethic, some work ethic to to a degree. I mean, I guess if you're paying them, they're still working. To, I, I don't mean, know. I just feel like that that's a breakdown of a certain degree of of humanity there. Well, you could probably think of it. Maybe it's like, maybe there's trust keepers. Dude. Maybe there's trust keepers over them until they're certain ages. You know, that, <laughs> who that knows what cool. the structure cool. is going to be built on it? There's no idea what the structure is just yet. It's so what? new. I do think you'll see you would see like um that the value of actual work will go will skyrocket right working in the physical world to create the things that people need will be much much more rare because people will be able or to automated it. yeah yeah i mean my 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 life now is in you know manufacturing and and all that and there's a lot of processes that can't be automated but yeah, you they're they're getting more and more that way, more and more centralized. I mean, food production is always going to be a thing, and uh, that's going to have value, right? So it should be automated. It should be automated. It should be automated. If yeah. you're thinking in free markets, why? I I would hope we could get to the point. Yeah, people can work less. Kids don't have to go to school, fucking so much. I mean, God, your kid. If you got kids, man, it's With so the silly. There's so much time wasting. It's just not even funny. It's like I got a daughter who's in third grade, and she's just bored out of her mind. She's like, "Why are we talking about the same thing week after week?" It's like I know how to do multiplication. Why are we talking about it six weeks later? <laughs> it's all inefficient yeah. from from the teaching to the money to the budgeting. It it is very inefficient. I see I see a, an advanced system of of learning so advanced and so fast that kids they're able to explore and go into their own dimensions like totally. Of, of, you know, you think about 10 year olds and 12 year olds performing surgeries that they're watching videos of, you know, real surgeries to save people's lives. And they do this for 10 years before they're 20 and they have a doctorate 
you know, and what and, and tapping into all those kids with ADD that can't sit still and put them in an inter- interactive learning environment. That's just more productivity. I, I'm digging this. Yeah, with with, with any advancement of technology, Me I mean, too. it's, it's <laughs> made human human uh, more uh, human life better, right? <laughs> A lot of people criticize fossil fuels, right? But without fossil fuels, we'd probably all be dead around 30 years of age or so, you know. Um, so technology is there to help us, you know, get more value out of our lives and, and work less. So, I mean, that's a good thing, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, there's going to be a tangible, tangible, uh, you know, aspect to this, no matter what, um, unless, unless the, there's this metaverse, which I don't even have a, I'm not even sure what the hell that, that is, but I think you guys were talking about it earlier. I just had to step away for a second. I lost track. What was going on? <laughs> Education, huh? <laughs> yeah. What were you, what did, I stepped away for 30 seconds. What did you guys start talking about? <laughs> Some about fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, what we were talking about was, well, what I was saying was that, you know, um, any advancement in technology improves human life, right? It, it makes the experience, you, you, you're able to get more, um, more efficient productivity, right? Mm-hmm have more time yourself. like virtual strippers <laughs> yeah okay. yeah virtual but here's strippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these things make me money every day <laughs> yeah so the comment about fossil fuels was that i mean that the the advancement of that energy source has improved has improved our lives right i mean like it's kind of like a, a no-brainer oh it's portable energy it's like magic dude you put it in so a think tank about you can take it anywhere much- how much energy they'll be able to save when they put on a virtual headset and they can do a meeting in a virtual office together, you know, on top of Mount Everest. Well, it's, it is weird. Like as a parent, it's going to change the way, like we were all raised in a particular way. And so it's almost like we'll have to carve a new path and get used to like, well, my kid doesn't need to be in a classroom all day, you know, it'll be different. It's, it's get, totally going to be different, but you realize we would be there already if we weren't all taxed at like 40%. I'm going to bring oh, it back yeah. to the government. <laughs> oh, yeah, theft to the highest order. Like, think about think about the fact that in the 50s you could have one person working. I uh, See, I'm coming back to this theory I had. <laughs> this tux will agree with me from a few weeks ago. I think feminism was to get people, to get women working because they were running out of tax money. But uh, I think you're talking about, yeah, more freedom for people. They should be doing less work. How do we have more efficiency and more people working? That makes no sense at all. Yeah, I mean, you think that technology and AI and, and there's a lot of technology and, and machines and equipment now replacing a lot of different jobs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like... And that's that's happening. It's it saves lives. It's safe, less risk on the job. It's just an overall safer. And Moby, why'd you come in this space today? Because I don't like, know, man. You're, you're it was like minds, it dude. was on, you know. And I was over in another one, and it got ended. And I was like, well, let me see what let me see what they're doing over in Litecoin. And I just opened it up, and I was like, well, I'll hang out. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So the real question is: Is Moby even real? <laughs> <laughs> Moby's from the future. Really He's a simulation. Moby's future. Moby's future. Sound a little high, but I think that's helping his presentation. <laughs> oh, you're not confirm or deny. Oh, I definitely have a card. I have had a card for years. <laughs> I mean, I, I live in Florida. It's You're a digital pimp and an advocate for paid education. I like it. <laughs> Premium lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is where we're... I, mean, I'm, I do. I think we got to find... We're going to have to find a place to go, though. You got to find a governless place. And that's what we're up against right now. We're up against... I feel we're like... trying to the govern right... the world. Coders are going to come into Litecoin. They're going to be able to adapt to the contract structures. And like I said, I, I see a lot of a lot of strong money. You know, these guys they can't these guys can't come out and take hedge fund money and government money and go and buy metaverses and digital games. They they can't dibble and dabble in that market at this time. And that's not until they, you know, get profits and receive money and gain money off of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, your top coins. Then, then they can do that and venture off. But for now, they're, they want the, the top ones, the structure and the base. As long, as long as people still value fiat money and they still believe that it is the thing which we should be striving for, we're, we're, we're behind. Like Once we can flip the switch in the general populace's mind of fiat money is worthless then then we're getting somewhere because uh, yeah i hope it is i mean look in our world it is but there's a lot i just had today i got my haircut before i came here and i was talking to him i was like i'm like you know i'm doing my litecoin underground thing tonight or she was i said i gotta get back by nine o'clock and she's like okay why and i explained it and i said well actually you know here take your phone out i gave her 10 bucks worth of litecoin just explained how it worked a little bit but it's so foreign to so many people. And um, that's the key is for people to see like what you guys are talking about. It takes a long. I mean, how long, how long have you guys been? In, I've been in for six years almost in February, but six years since I bought Bitcoin, but it takes a long time to get where you're at and to understand this. I think younger kids will get it, but uh, I don't know how we detach that power structure right now. Cause as long as, we were talking about, like I said, Michael Saylor talking about Bitcoin rails, the U.S. dollar on Bitcoin rails. Until he starts going, I don't need the dollar anymore. That's when I want to hear my, that's when I'll be a fan of Michael Saylor. Is when he says, I don't, the dollar is garbage. Right? Which he's kind of saying it, but he's not quite saying it yet. Hey, I have a question on yeah. that. I, I kind of got in this conversation last night at the bar with a super mega phd coder and and he, he threw some burrs at me that were legitimate burrs so he said and this goes to your dollar piece right so we kind of we kind of left it with the pendulum has swung and we're going from a, a centralized one dollar to to lots of regional stuff but he said so every time you pay me you have to pay a transaction fee and I was like, yeah, well, what if the power's off? What if the internet's down? Like he, th there's got, there, it can't just be one source. Every major company, ha especially in technology has data redundancy. They've got mirroring. They've got, they've got all these pieces. You, you can't have just one source. And, and to the Michael Saylor piece that you had said earlier, 
why is he so pro Bitcoin? Well, number one, he has a narrative, right? So he just pounds that drum to that narrative. And who does that narrative benefit? Well, it benefits him. He owns Bitcoin, right? right? Just like none of us would be in this room if we, we just we love Litecoin, but, you know, we don't have any. Right. And, and I'll go to war and battle for Litecoin, but I don't have any. So same thing with banks. Same thing with Peter Schiff. He's got a lot of gold. Well, OK. And these are just enough, but you, like I can say, look, I'm all I'm all Litecoin. But hey, you're all um, you're Monero. OK, I can dig that. Oh, you're into Bitcoin. OK, I get, I'm not going to shit on you. I'm not going to act. I'm not going to lie about reality. I'm not going to stay. Well, you called him out on it. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm not going to say I mean, it, it was true. bullshit you and say, oh, well, there's no other asset like Litecoin. I'd be fucking lying to you. That's the part that bothers yeah, you, right? But I, I no, you're not. But wrong. I know. I in in a way, like I understand because he's also speaking to an audience that's like needs to have it pounded in their head, like get into this space before you're before you can't anymore. And boomers need to understand that. People, some guy who's sixty five years old has all his retirement and Social Security and U.S. dollars needs to put something into Bitcoin. Great. But I just would rather, you know, I'm pro decentralization. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Now that's all I was gonna say. Well, you're saying like the one point of failure. You. you can't have a one point of failure. Well, that's right. <clears throat> so you can't just have one Bitcoin, and you can't you can't put anything in digital. So you're saying the dollar needs to go away, and it needs to evolve. But there still needs to be a regional. A regional system. So maybe in the future, as we evolve as a society and our skirmishes settle down, we can all agree on Uno coin, right? But until then, it's kind of the Wild West. And if you look back in the history of the US and the Wild West, people carried gold with them to each territory. And then when they were in that territory, they would trade their gold for the local trading currency. And it's, it's not unlike that now. And it, the pendulum's kind of swinging back to customizations and decentralized pockets of things. And, and you can fight it or you can recognize it and kind of roll with it. So, so you know, if the, if the internet or, the, or technology went out, right, the banking system would go out, right? I mean, it wouldn't, it, I mean, obviously with, with cash works, I got 20 in my pocket. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, I mean, there's not much, there's, that's that's a dying breed. Yeah, but do, do, do Zimbabwe dollars cash is not circulating? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like cash. Works. Well, we're not in Zimbabwe. We're in the right. U.S. and and I'm saying that in the U.S. I had this conversation with a guy from Europe today. He's like, nobody wants my euros. Everybody wants dollars. And I was like, well, you're in the U.S., dude. <laughs> like, that's what happens well, hold on. here. Okay, yeah. but but all the stuff we just got done talking about all this futuristic thinking as long as we keep rooting ourselves in the dollar and we keep valuing things in dollars, we're kind of like, um, acknowledging that there's legitimacy to this immoral system, right? We're going at the end of the day, this is what we're all, we're all striving for is to be a part, have a big piece of this system that we disagree with. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think as as people who are on the forefront of crypto, and granted, I'm not acting like I don't do this too, right? It's it's our it's our default mode of like worship of the dollar in a way. But until we become representatives, like I don't want dollars. Like I literally, even when 
because my brother always says to me, why aren't you, you know, when Litecoin goes up X amount, why don't you sell a little bit? Maybe it comes back down. I'm like, dude, I don't want to mess around with it. It's, I just don't, I would much rather have my money in Litecoin than dollars. Like to me, dollars are garbage and they're going to zero. So like, why would I want them? You know? So we need to like walk that walk. If we think we're going to someday get to this future where we are delegitimizing this ridiculous government structure we have. You have to take yeah. their power away. It's their old, it's their sole source of power is control of the money beyond violence, of course. Yeah, there, there's, there's, if, if we're in a hyper Bitcoin as a uh, Bitcoinized world, if you will, uh, you'll have like Bitcoin banks. If you, you know, if you can think of it that way, I mean, banks in general aren't, aren't like horrible. Right. I mean, they do serve a purpose. I mean, some people want to want to store, you know, they may not be comfortable with storing their private keys or whatever. So, I mean, Nick Bastia, uh, his, his book, Layer Money, kind of goes into this pretty extensively. But kind of what he was saying is that, you know, you'll, you'll see like a, a layered Bitcoin, essentially. Right. So you'll have, you know, people will deposit it at a bank or, you know, what have you. And then they'll have bank deposits. But that that asset right the layer one bitcoin or litecoin is is in there right so they can't fractionally reserve it you know so you know people could have a physical representation of bitcoin or litecoin essentially right yeah so you could have Versus, cash, you could have a cash based off bitcoin exactly but it has exactly. to be yeah yeah i mean there'd be way that's i worry about central banks doing that but you get what i'm saying oh yeah so, oh yeah you get what i'm saying satoshi south like and I'm maybe being extreme in it. Like I understand, I got to also base myself in reality. But we, to to technically orange pill three hundred million people in America. Now you're you're not wrong, but my my thought is more: our economy, our lives, we're big ocean vessels, right? We, we're we're moving along at a steady clip, and to change direction does not happen on a dime. So. You know, the fish don't ride bicycles on Tuesday. It, it takes millions of years to yep. evolve. So the, the thought is, my thought, and it's just my opinion, we're living in a hybrid world. We're, we're just starting to peel back the layers of what, you know, we've all talked about the future and, you know, the, the boomers are on their way out. Millennials will drive the show because of sheer volume. And we, we're all kind of wondered what that day would look like. And I think we're just starting to get a little glimpse of what it might look like. And some of it's good, some of it's bad, but hey, such is life. So those are my thoughts. So I, I just kind of let it happen, but I, I'm pro-banking, right? So banks, I work with them. I help adapt them to, to the Bitcoin standard. I, I educate them because banks aren't going away. They're just not going away. So they have a process I was I was working with my girlfriend's dad. He's an older gentleman in, in New York, just to be kind. He's a really cool guy. But he told me, Paul, I I just would feel so much more comfortable if, if this was at a bank. Right. So yeah. it, it th there's a turning of the corner. Well, banks, you know, I've got advisors and investors that are from neo banks. So that's the future. Does it does it need to be a brick and mortar bank from B of A in Charlotte? No. Mm -hmm. But but we're we're turning that corner and it's a very real movement The the diesel engines have slowed down and you can start to feel 
a little bit of a turn. And that's kind of where we are. You're just noticing it. The, the biggest the biggest threat that CBDCs pose, you know, Indonesia or whatever, or Malaysia, whoever is talking about, oh, it's combat Bitcoin. It's a bunch of bull, right? But the biggest threat is to the regional banks, right? Because if you have a central bank that is issuing out um, um, retail, retail cash, right, that is going to eliminate the regional bank's ability to, you know, issue out deposits, right? Because it's all layers of money. So the central banks right now, they're, they're dealing with um, other central banks, reserve, you know, it, it's, it's the money that they have. It, it's not out to the retail, right? That's what the regional banks issue out. So these CBDCs, the biggest threat is going to be to, to regional banks. Regional banks need to get on board to sound money and, um, and fight for an existence because if they come out with these central bank back, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, to Satoshi's well, South point, like banks it aren't, you know, inherently a bad institution. Like we've got this bad taste in our mouth from them because they're this conduit to the Fed. But it doesn't mean banking isn't ever going to be needed, right? Banking's a reality and it's, a, it's something people need. And it's, it's a productive use of resources to let people lend money that they're not using to people that can use it more effectively. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I said I said before that that banks are not horrible in general, right? Central banking is, central planning is, right? Federal Reserve, all that jazz. But the regional banks serve a purpose. But you know, if you have centralized central banking, you know, coming out with retail cash, that is going to destroy the regional banking sector. Agreed. And so they need to get on board to a Bitcoin and Litecoin standard and issue out deposits off of that. Because if the CBDCs come out, then, then they're not they're not going to have anything to distribute. You know, because well, that, that's a good point. But keep in mind, CBDCs. You say it so fast and eloquently. Um, you, you're talking about the same central government that couldn't even make an Obamacare website, right? So, I, I think we may be from a centralized perspective. I'm not quite sure they can pull it off. Well, it'll be, the, it'll be the Fed doing it, not not the federal government. Yeah, and you know they can just uh, have unlimited. Funds. I, dude, I made it, you guys. Should, I had a video like a year ago, my first video, not a year ago, seven months ago, eight months ago, and I was like, "You got to understand the people you're up against have unlimited money." Like you just said, Cody, they have unlimited funds, like literally an unlimited pile of cash to combat whatever kind of bullshit you got. And they will buy. They will buy us out. That's the that's the big that's the big uh, moment of truth. Will you sell yeah. out your last coins if it's worth enough money? Absolutely. I mean, hard, hard money. Hard money is hard money. I mean, gold and silver still have value, and I and I and I hold gold and silver. You know, I, I don't care how digital we're we're getting. I'm still going to hold that because in, in the event of uh, some type of Armageddon type scenario or that. You know, Satoshi was kind of alluding to with the technology going down. I mean, and let's say dollar bills are in circulation or they make them illegal for, you know, oh, it may contain a virus or something. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, holding my, my antibacterial silver. Right. And um, <laughs> going about it. But let, I want to say this, though, you know, one of the biggest disrespects or disrespectful um things i found about this this whole system is how as as uh, adults 
or human beings, we have to budget, right? We have bills that we have to pay. And, and you know, if, if we don't have the money, we have to work for it, right? But the damn government can literally print money. They, they can't be held to a, to a budget, right? They could just print it out of thin air and, yeah. and do whatever. But we have to be held to a budget. And, and, I mean, that's the whole reason they went off the damn gold standard was because gold was, you know, keeping them honest, right? But uh, the powers that be, I mean, it's, it's just a slap in the face, you know, how we're accountable, but they're not. That's a, you, ever, you guys are uh, – some of you are old enough for when Chris Rock had his old bit where he goes, he goes, every paycheck, he goes, I don't, I don't pay taxes. They take tax. Every single check, the money's gone. And he goes, then at the end of the year, they come back to me and they want more money. He's like, like, I think Uncle Sam is on the pipe, right? <laughs> He's like, don't come to me all late like a crackhead. Like, I need a little bit more money. <laughs> it's crazy. And and that and that's what, you know, but but Kelly down in El Salvador, I mean, man, hats off. This I man, he is crushing it. This dude is crushing it, right? I mean, innovation, a lot, you know, creating mining out, out of renewable and that's a debate but whatever and and i mean eliminating taxes to a degree granting citizenship if, if if you're you know investing into their bitcoin situation um i mean like that that's, a, that's saying, a standard. it's gonna be dubai move. it's gonna be dubai down there soon it's a very smart oh, it's gonna be beautiful if, you know, if, if, you, if you don't get knocked off, you know, I mean, obviously they're going to be looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me this week, and I don't know if it's true, so uh, take it with a grain of salt, but that Ecuador tried to do this in like 2014. There, Some early, early date where their their currency was just falling off a cliff, and, and it didn't work out. They didn't do it, but I thought that was interesting. I, I had not heard of that. Hmm. I think I heard Guatemala was doing something like that as well, but they got shut down like on the regulator side. Um, but that's what it takes. It takes, you know, I mean, it, it takes a leader, right. That's willing to say, you know, screw this. I could care less. And what, what well, you yeah, know, nothing, to lose. nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think it would be, I mean, obviously this isn't going to happen, but you know, ideally you'd have something like the IMF decide they're just going to bank. They're going to buy, a f load of fucking bitcoin and become the like that uh, reserve bank for the world and say everybody should if you're on u.s dollar based right now if you're a dollarized country you should flip to bitcoin and we'll be your uh i always equate a central bank to like a water tower you know what i'm saying like it yeah it uh provides liquidity when needed and uh absorbs it when it's not needed so but I mean that's not going to happen, right? But but wasn't was didn't didn't a couple years ago wasn't Charlie like didn't he have something with the IMF where they recognized Litecoin as some degree? Now IMF is is garbage, but I mean, <laughs> but wasn't there something like that? Like didn't didn't Litecoin get recognized by one of these? Uh... I'm gonna look. Hold on. Was it Vene- what is it Venezuela? Well, no, it was it was like an IMF for the World Bank. I'm oh, the, sure okay. Was... Here, here's what you're talking about the bit. Oh, this char- oh, Johnny Litecoin talked about this last week. Bitcoin like crypto assets. It might be what you're talking about. 
treatment of well, crypto assets and macroeconomic statistics. Is that what you're talking about? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it might have been a couple years ago where there was an event. And oh, here we know, go. Okay, here we go. I'm getting there. Litecoin is a payment token in a report from the IMF published late last year, but that only surfaced on crypto Twitter uh, over the past few days due to a tweet from Jinji. The Monetary Authority Statistics Department subtly gave Litecoin its stamp of approval. In the middle of the report, the department deemed Litecoin a digital means of payment. Yeah. Interesting. Where 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 has that where has that uh yeah, really. conversation gone? You're you know, right. I mean like never heard of it since then. And uh I remember thinking like, damn, you know, I'm not down with them too much, but that's kind of a big deal though. And now they're just slamming Bitcoin left and right. Um I don't know. So to your original point, and you're absolutely right, the Litecoin community needs to have some balls and stand up and, and not just wait for somebody else to do it for us. So, you know, it, that's kind of how it rolls. Well, it, so I, nobody's going to come and wipe our noses and tell us it's okay. We, we got to go out there and fight. Well, and that's what's been making me, you know, maybe what I recognized when I started getting a little more active. And I was like, dude, I feel like most Litecoiners, too many of them are like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm here because it's undervalued, but, you know, Bitcoin's the king and we're just kind of this, you know, I use it for some payments. It's like, no, dude, there's no reason. I'm, I'll be in Litecoin until I'm up to 0.25 Bitcoins, right? Like, this is stupid. This is a very capable coin and it should be used. And it's very useful for people around the world who actually need to use it for payments and aren't just sticking it in a cold storage wallet for the rest of their life. So, I don't know. It's early, but I tell you, I feel like we're earlier and earlier. And man, now I'm starting to feel late. Now that these NFTs are coming. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember twenty, like early twenty twenty or so, maybe, maybe twenty nineteen or before, before this latest pump. You know, there was a what's her name? Um, oh, I forget her name. Uh, she she shares like the uh, the seed card. Stuff to where you can go print out like Bitcoin, Litecoin, seed cards. Yeah. They got this. You buy, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> man, I'm I printing out a gang of that shit, and I and I would go to freaking banks on the ATMs. I would throw that. I would tape it on the ATM. I would put it in into the grocery store, and I mean, I hit these folks up like religiously, and I know somebody had to take the hint and is probably thankful for that. But I mean, man, I spread that stuff hardcore. And I still got them and try to give them out. But, I mean, stuff like that. It's just little things. You know? I mean, just some paper. Print it up and they scan the C card and, and learn about the, the technology. Yeah, people are still people are very skeptical of scams. And ah, that's time, very true. It's going to take time. You know, I think that's what, until people recognize what's really going on. Cause, I mean, yeah, very, very few people are really, really into crypto. Some people are buying some fun tokens but uh very few people get it and i and i didn't get it before i bought bitcoin i didn't understand what was going on and i bought a little bit because a friend had mentioned it and it took me a couple years before i finally was like oh man that's like you have your first epiphany and now we're all having our second one with what's the next step of what's capable yeah you know to your point about the scams you know i i worked for a, a a a large brokerage firm uh, here in the States and we had a client, so we don't deal in cryptocurrency. I mean, obviously like derivatives, GBD, 
GBTC and, and now the, um, you know, the futures products, but um, had a client call in and shared this, this website that was supposed to be our firms for crypto trading. And it was a hundred percent scam and it looks so legit, man. It looks so legit. And I'm, I'm just like blown away. I'm like, Holy crap. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that shit does damage to the, to the, to the, uh, to the ecosystem, you know, that's terrifying. Absolutely. They even had mobile apps for this thing. And I mean, and, and like I said, like we, we don't even, we don't even do that. Right. We don't even do it. But, uh, and have you heard about the mobile wallets where it'll come up looking like another mobile wallet on your Apple or something? And you open the wallet. It's like deposit your funds and you go to deposit the funds and it's just somebody else's address. It just takes your, just you're sending your coins out to somebody else. Always do the test. Always do the test transaction. So it's like supposed to look just so like, you're saying like after you've already downloaded the app like yeah like let's say one. like exodus wallet right you go in there and it looks like exodus it's the first entry or whatever you download it or just you you search bitcoin wallet and it pulls something up and you open it up and you deposit thinking that it's a the address is your address yeah. but it's just an address that's planted on there that's somebody else's public address yeah phishing scam yep that's that's where like the the apple and the the and i mean like man they need to be held accountable for that crap i mean like how, how do you let something like that in the app store i mean maybe i'm expecting too much of them but but damn it's a centralized entity <laughs> <laughs> they got insurance dude they got nothing to worry about they'll give you your fiat dollars they're not gonna give you your coins back oh <laughs> get that fiat back all right <laughs> So yeah, and, that, and that's just wrong, right? where you got to be very leery about like trusting other people, and yeah. and just hold on to your crypto, hold on to it tight. Don't give it to somebody like a little bit of your stack if you want to lend it out and earn some interest on. But I I made a deal. I took a loan out to buy a bunch of Litecoin last spring with my wife, and I was like, "Here's the deal. I'm going to take it. I'll invest. I'll put in one of these interest bearing things." My interest on my home equity was like 3%. I was earning 5% on my Litecoin. I'm like, it's easy. It's free money, right? I got about two yeah. months into doing that, and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I started getting so paranoid. I was like, I just can't. I can't leave my coins with somebody else, even if I trust them. I just, yeah, it's way too much for me that with snap of a finger, it's locked up. I mean, some of these, some of these APY farms are very, very real. Oh, I know. I would trust you know? a decentralized one more than a centralized one. Yeah, because the centralized really? ones could. Yeah, well, because the centralized ones can get shut down by the government. That's true. I feel like the decentralized ones, like once some time, once they've matured, and there's some time there, uh, they don't have an incentive to steal from me. I don't think. I feel like those. Those are. Those are. Well, I mean, but you hear about the, the the hacks all the time on them things. Like I had my money in Thorchain. I I had like four Litecoin in there, and it went through its hack, and it came out the other side. My coins were still there. Yeah, yeah, it came back to life. Yeah, what were they rolling back the blockchain like Ethereum or something or what? No, I think they somehow must have shut down their nodes or something. Maybe some people lost money. Those node operators are making like, I've heard like $100,000 a month on ThorChain. So guess right. what? They're incentivized to keep ThorChain running. So maybe even if it's something out of their own pocket, they're going to pay it back. 
Yeah, but 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 do you do you think that that sir that that that's gonna not go through the scrutiny? I mean, I think I think there's something like a Celsius or a BlockFi that is you know working with the regulators stands a better chance than these decentralized lending platforms. Well, I'm, I'm, those, like, I'm, those guys, BlockFi stands a better chance of the government freezing their assets mm-hmm. than a decentralized platform. That's my my biggest fear, man. Is just like in 1933. Yeah, you at, you're, it's like gone. Was, we'll give you the U.S. dollar value of your coins, but we're taking your coins. That scares me more than anything. Yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I feel you. But, Maybe but I'm I mean, how, crazy. How, how I might be a little allow, paranoid. How long are they going to allow the the de- the DeFi lending? I mean, like, like they, I mean, I've always looked at it like, damn man, them folks, more power to them. But they got some mad balls because I, I feel like that that's going to be one of the first to go. I don't know how they can stop it. They can't stop it. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Shit, it's too big. It's this too is, uncontrollable. They say it's decentralized. Well, really, is it? Dude, I mean, some some of these ones pay me six hundred thousand percent ROI, or not? I'm sorry, APY, right? And the ROIs on them, like if I got a hundred grand there, I'll make sixty thousand dollars within a day what? on some of this shit. Hold up a second. I'm not kidding. Well, hold on. You're making it in that <laughs> token, though, right? Yeah, yeah, and then you just go to the market, you sell it, and you wash it, you go buy what you want, more Litecoin, you know, more Ethereum. You can't tell me that there's not a centralized entity on these. Bro, this shit is real. This is very real. I've only, like, barely investigated this DeFi stuff, and it is very real. I know about 600,000%, but the ability to... So what they're doing is they're doing it's they're doing these short they're doing these <laughs> short term loans. So what they're doing is somebody will say, "Hey, I want a long Bitcoin for the week." So here's uh, I don't know, ten thousand dollars in. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Al. Somewhere, ten thousand BUSD or USDT. Um, give me a ten to one leverage. So they hand over their ten grand. They take 10 to 1 leverage and they say, I'm going to buy Bitcoin and Bitcoin. And I'm only going to hold it for like four days. And they'll pay like a 2% interest rate for four days, maybe 4% interest rate. Because they're right. freaking nuts. <laughs> I don't know why they would yeah. want to do this. But when you when you AP, when you you put that across a, a whole year, you're talking what he's talking about. These 10,000% interest rates because they're doing two-hour loans or five-day loans or whatever it might be. Right, and you're providing right. that liquidity. And if it crashes, if it goes down below a certain point, things get triggered and liquidated, and you the cash is there, the ten thousand they put up. So it's actually safer almost than well, well, structured loan out are, of the bank. The yields are the way they are because there's more risk. There's more risk. I mean, you know, you're not going to get these these there's, these yields. There is, but there's fewer liquidity providers too. Right now, yeah, there's more risk. I mean. There's some some like some of them you can just come in like there's rebases every six or eight hours on some of them right you just come in an hour two hours before and buy some shares and then you hold on for another six four hours and go back to the market and sell it after it's very simple yeah but <laughs> I, I think you know like I'm not I'm not disputing <laughs> that it's not real like I know like folks yeah I don't do it but I know folks and like you say and. For sure. People, so people just start with, I'm going to explain, start with $100, right? And you're going to do this 10 times. You're going to learn how to trade with one, just one, you know, 100 with two zeros. 
And when you learn and see that that doubles and triples and quadruples, then you pull out profits and now you go buy whatever you want, right? And it's $100 that you're understanding what the full aspect of DeFi is <clears throat> and crowd uh, you know, funding. And there's so much money that come into these pools like this. It builds the total lock value of the whole assets. And then more volume comes in, more people do it. Of course, then your APY start coming down. The earlier you are, the better for some of them. Right, right. but they're at? very real. Yeah, but 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 is there is there right? So you, you know, shut down Bitcoin. Who who are you gonna who are you gonna go to to shut down Bitcoin? I mean, you're you're telling me that there's no way it shuts down. There's no way. There's not a, There's not a, a core. So there's there's structured systems. Institutions can't come into this other area because it is fully decentralized. Again, institutions are still under laws and still under rules. And this, this is a free market, totally in DeFi and, and out there, you know, in metaverses and totally in that land. Completely decentralized. But there's funders put the value on assets of what they feel is and what it's worth, and the money's there. So, so what do you, you report like on taxes as well, just like you would on a block buy, like interest? Why would you? Why would you have to report it on taxes if you're not cashing it in? You're just simply compounding it, and then you know it doesn't matter once it comes off, and you're just transitioning, you know, Ethereum back over in, or you're selling that for Ethereum, or you know, take Ethereum and then go into Litecoin. You're not taking the money off the market. So necessarily, that's, man, that's, that's, know, you know, that's why that stuff's going to get shut down, my dude, because like, you know, when, <laughs> there's when no way in, it's getting shut down. You're talking too much money, dude. Who's going to shut it down? Well, I, How do you just going to make money and not? And, I mean, they, they're going to want to cut out of that. Right. I mean, like, of course, if you go to cash in, say you go to send it to Coinbase or Binance or one of these other structured exchanges that's centralized, that's when it's going to get picked up. And that's when you have to pay your taxes. But then you, again, you have dual citizenships. You go buy a ranch in a country like El Salvador. <laughs> you know, I think Al is a city capital. Cody, you understand that Al is a citizen of the metaverse. He, he pays taxes <laughs> to the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of Katie the Russian, right? To where you can get these passports for all these other little places. But, you know, I, I... so, or you just, you know, you pay your taxes, but you make so much money because you're in. The, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you. Mark my words, though. Right, December what first? Hey, folks is gonna have quite the tax bill at some point, and it's gonna bankrupt folks. I mean, guarantee it. I guarantee. I don't it. think I'll. No, I don't think I'll have to deal with it. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you personally, but it may be. But I'm just saying that there's gonna be a fat tax bill at some point. Because when you convert out of a crypto asset, that's a taxable event, right? Now, if you're doing it outside of the purview, you know, yeah, okay, they don't, they're, they're not on it yet, See, but they will be on it. So there's VPN scramblers. There are, you know, like, they, they can, there's no way of seeing, like, where that transaction is, okay? You're running hot wallets. You're running, like scramblers that scramble all your transactions, secret networks. That's what these networks are created. Now, what, you are in your room of feds. You realize that? You're what? <laughs> We're all feds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not, I'm not just saying, me. like, it's real. It's very real. And this is, it's right here. 
That's what this network is. Well, it's it's digital real right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I mean, the money is very real. This, this brings up why El Salvador, right? They, they're you know the no no tax on Bitcoin. Like Singapore has no capital gains tax. Mm. There are there are countries yeah. that don't have any investment taxes. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we're going the wrong way, right? We're we're looking at increasing this shit in America. Yeah. We're investing to have futures uh, kind of away from the American dollar, per se, you know, hedging against where it's going. Yeah, sure. At least it's some investors like if you are. don't believe in the dollar, which I don't, um, why, yeah, the ultimate investment is why do you live? Why do you live? I'm afraid. I'm, a, I'm, I, you know, I'm 31 and still don't have kids. There's a reason for that. Like, you know, <laughs> I. <laughs> No, that's that's your that's that's your generation though too, right? It's a different world. I've seen a lot. Yeah, at thirty-one. Yeah, I, I guess it depends. Uh, there's there's some at eighteen with kids. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh-huh. That's true. I'm thirty-six. I got one, and that was uh, yeah, that was I love him to death, but it was costly. Still is. <laughs> Yo, you need to figure out a way to make six hundred thousand percent APY. It sounds like. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what. No, like, I'm pretty good. I just, you know. I'll tell you what. I'm just stuck in crypto land, you know. Just like, y'all. Yeah. So are you going to move to El Salvador, you think? Um, I mean, I'm, we're looking at properties here at the end of the year. At the flip, we do have to figure out something this year, for sure. Like, there's no question about it. But, like, we do... Um, we do some pretty advanced trading stuff, but we run hedge firms out of Florida and yeah, we got to buy land. That's what we got to do. Buy more stuff, buy more metaverse land, diversify the profile so far. Well, let me, do you, go okay, the metaverse. It. I got to ask you about this. Do you go like, cause like I said, I'm in VR, but it's just whatever Oculus big deal. Like, are you, do you visit these places? Is it just on a 2d world or is it truly in a 3d world? I mean, you can put on vision goggles and stuff, but no, most of this stuff is just still like maybe just on a desktop or like from like a handheld phone or something. So it's like, what's that old game? What was that? I'm more, I'm not so much. I got a group of guys that sit out and play some of these digital games, but they don't wear none of that stuff. They just play it right there on the desktop, make money at a percentage and play these digital games, playing characters from around the world. The NFTs are worth money for characters. Who the fuck are you, dude? You got digital strippers? Are these real people or digital people? (laughs) Oh, those are digital. They're digital, man. There's not, they're no way. Wait, what? (laughs) No, but I have real people that sit down in the office that play like digital games, you know, and make the the paid to play gaming. There's a couple of them that pay out like, you know, three, four thousand dollars a week, and you're just playing other traders of, or, or you know, people in the games. I mean, let me ask this: <laughs> what, what, what is the value of this of this digital land? Because like, real land is a scarce resource, right? So, because the developers need somewhere to create a space, man. People they want, <laughs> they want land. Like, there's. Some of them are like, there's different metaverses, right? Some of them you, you own like houses and you have like houses in the Hamptons and Miami and a, a ranch in California and the Rockies and wherever, Alaska, you got a ski resort. You buy this land wherever and you just sit on it. 
and people come here and they offer you money for it, like you know, bigger money than what you paid. So who? who and it's real. Who, so so is the land? I mean, can you just just create land to infinity? Um, it, no, there's always a cap on like the create the world, you know, of what that world is. Like, there's only so many spaces available, and people know that. That's that's like the NFTs. There's so many created plots, you know, on it. Hmm. It's wild. And like developers come in and they create a space on there. Like Snoop Dogg, he's got like his own little fucking thing too. It's deep. And you like I remember you were talking about an artist, right? I know an artist, and this was like. I want to say like three weeks or a month ago, he came out with an album and it sold out like within within like two or three minutes. And he printed the whole album on NFTs and it netted it. It went like diamond instantly because it netted so much volume in the amount of sales on the thing on the album. It went instant with like three minutes, four minute trades. But then see, OK, so you guys, you do. There's all this mad. There's some stuff I like about the idea of this metaverse and NFTs. I can't believe we've talked about NFTs the entire goddamn time we're down here. But if Litecoin's doing Omni well, Light, that, right? That, but at some point, be... it's like there's there's nothing real about it. You know, it's all it's all in a fantasy world, and that's great. But it doesn't have functional value. To it does if it pays. I, bills. I get it. I get it. For you, it does. But it's it, it could very easily get to the point where, well, there's not enough excess money or excess resource in the world, and it just kind of goes to nothing. Like, or it be it's a fad right now, and somebody's interests yeah, go yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? You get that, right? I I understand that, but people these people they pay money to play, uh, and and pay more money to play these games without, and they're free. Some some investors they just buy the asset and gain, you know, ground as the stock grows up. But other people like you come from outsiders that don't know crypto or anything. It's now a D app on your phone or something, and they're just picking it up and they're playing it, and they don't know like you can earn money. Like they're just collecting free crypto and they don't even know what it is because they still haven't even been introduced. There's no education of what. It is for them in the whole world. Until you see that a, a mass volume of education on your phones when you open it up, there's so much education on crypto that that's when you know that it's happened. When it's every platform you open up on your laptops and you see it on the news, and it's that's when you know it's happened. Right here it is. I thought I was doing it big, reading articles on the Carrot app, getting five satoshis an article. <laughs> <laughs> no there's some of these shits, some of them pay a couple few hundred dollars a day so yeah, I should one satoshi is one dollar though Ooh. <laughs> and it's paid it's, it's converted to American dollars so that's a lot of money for third world countries and, and for these, these countries it, it's, it, it really speaks a volume for some of these places that are shut down from COVID and they can't do anything they're Oh, yeah. They're literally locked in a cave. Yeah, that's cool. I, I dig I dig the the abilities it gives like artists, right? To to kind of, you know, get away from that uh, 
you know, the big record companies to where these artists can actually get more for the for the content they produce. I mean, I think I, I think agree awesome. with that one hundred percent. I do agree with that, and also like you see a lot of you see a lot of sports members coming out with memorabilia and NFT styles, and that's they're cutting out the middleman and everything you know in the structures today. And, and get residuals when it's resold. Yeah, that, that, yeah. See, that, that, how is that possible, Satoshi said. You know what? Have you ever heard of a, an accounting term called joint interest billing? It's used for, like, say, everybody in this room, we owned an oil well together, right? So we all ponied up whatever, 15 grand or whatever, bought an oil well. Whatever that oil well produces would be divided by us, right? We're, we are the owners, and it's called joint interest billing. So you you can set up within these platforms the ownership, who owns the property, and at what percentage they get when it's resold. And it's a structured deal. Maybe the soccer club gets a share. So it's all recurring revenue. Who doesn't want that, right? Until now, just like what we were talking about earlier, these athletes were like the artists. They're all getting screwed because their organizations make all the money. And, and they're not really getting screwed. Who are we kidding? They get paid millions of bucks. But, and it costs a lot of money to have huge stadiums and such. But this is a way to peel back the handful of people behind the curtain that control us all and give us some legitimate ownership of what we do. Well, it's like the, yeah. it's like the, you know, it's the tax software. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, right? You crypto tax software, you click a button and it's done in two seconds. And there's all these intermediaries get cut out. And it's the same thing with what you're talking about. It's all these administrators and lawyers and accountants that have to draft up all this shit when it's like, oh yeah, the regulators, hey, you're the athlete, you want to sell it to this guy? You can just sell it directly to him. You don't need all that shit anymore. And even a fee collector of, even if you are paying a gas fee, which I'm not an Ethereum fan, but uh, it's pales in comparison to what you'd be paying if you had to deal with the actual real world. Right. So what are you yeah, doing? What, what are you doing? All it. the attorney, accountants when they have to, they're out in the street panhandling. <laughs> Send them back to school so they can make money <laughs> for free. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like that. That's that's. That's the crazy part. Like that, my dad used to always say, like, they'll never make taxes simple. He'd be like, you know, whatever, Herman Cain, 999. He's like, they'll never do that because then accountants are out of business. Right? There's, there's an accountant lobby. There's a tax. When this financial system flips what's in place now, it'll happen. Yeah, or, but even, you with, this, get some even believers, with this, um, even with this tax software, I mean, it, it's like, you know, pretty straightforward stuff. But but when you start getting complex, like they even on like tax bit, it's like, hey, we got the service where you can pay more to 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 talk to our folks. You know, what I mean, like, I, I you know, specialization is still going to have a I think it's going to still have a, a a purpose in some some regards. There might just be less of them. Right. For the for 10 percent of people, I guess. Yeah. For Al. Yeah. Al, needs, Al needs to call a tax account like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to make donations. I'm going to make donations to a lot of good Ooh, places. like the Litecoin Foundation? Like some places. Come on. Give give a little bit to the Litecoin Foundation. Come on, man. 
Come on, push me over, over the over the finish line, bro. Go ahead and get that donut. I own Litecoin. That's I just bought this dip tonight because Bitcoin is bleeding. Yeah, what is going on, man? I just loaded up because honestly, like, look, since the twenty-eight K dip, Litecoin is has been running. He's been one of the strongest ones. That tells me that his it's not over. He's gonna be a performer this time. Amen. A one hundred percent. Like it's all over the charts. There's no, there's no disregarding anything about it with this. Like I told you, I put. I mean, look, I'm not as risk taker as Al, but I put a lot of money into Litecoin for a number of reasons, and one is because I I've all doubt has been removed for me about Bitcoin and Litecoin. These are here. They're not going anywhere. The whole paypal venmo this acceptance overall and the mining network growing and doge even more so makes Bit- litecoin that much stronger they're not going anywhere they're gonna have the only good thing about not it. going anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah you got you got i mean various places i mean what is it croatia the the largest uh retailer they have is accepting online bitcoin payments and now they're gonna they're gonna work to getting actual physical Bitcoin payments. I mean, you know, when, when, when you're if you're if you're a hodler or if you're like a hard money person, you're thinking long term on this and you're not thinking dollars. Right. I mean, th- there's a lot of noise. Right. Yep. And you look for the signal and the signal is the actual adoption that's going on. I mean, yeah, maybe bleeding right now, but I mean, shit is is on the up. You know, I, I love I love it when it dumps or it's like shit, I'm going to like I, you know, I'm going to. When I see a high sitting above a lower point, I are, doesn't matter what the price is for me. It tells me just to buy because there's something above it already. Like this is gonna sound one hundred percent of me. I consider myself a very smart person, and I've run this thing through the mill a hundred times. And I go, "There's no possible way in my mind, Litecoin doesn't grow incredibly over the next eight to ten years." I just have run so many scenarios as people learn about crypto. And they understand sound money. They're going to use Litecoin. It's just there's a no-brainer at this point. It's a no-brainer. Uh, they'll have it in their portfolio, and institutions will have it in their portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a few weeks ago. That's what they're going to yep. see. They're going to be able to mirror that, and they're going to understand that there's value that's, there. I think I said that a few weeks ago. I was like, dude, you're going to have these Bitcoin funds or these crypto funds, and it's going to be fifty percent Bitcoin. 10% Ethereum, 5% Litecoin, 5% whatever. There's I mean, it's already published. So many of them, they all have Litecoin on Exactly. Them. Every bank, every, every custody solution, it's, it's got huge liquidity. I'm, I've always been a believer in it. And it's the best. Oh, yeah, that's, that's highly underrated for Litecoin is the liquidity, that's for sure. Um, and But, you know... A lot, a lot of people like the the flash in the pan, the the, the real sexy uh, stuff. But I mean, Litecoin just it works. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of interested in digital strippers. Where where do I go see your digital strippers, Al? Can you, can you okay? Wait, do me a favor. Can you screenshot it and share it to the group? I want to see a digital stripper. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? Well, what do I post? Okay, it apparently, at? okay, this is what I was told to do. You got to tweet it. You got to tweet a picture, and then you go to that yeah. picture. Okay. Are you able to do this for us real quick? Yeah, I can. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to understand so I know how to okay, do it. So go to your. So like tweet it out. 
go and copy my link to my OpenSea of the picture and tweet that and tag sure, you sure, in. Sure, that's fine. Oh uh, yeah, you could try doing that. Are you trying? I'm not. I'm that not. Seems, I, I, listen, I go to strip clubs. I don't ever buy anything. I'm just the guy who has a beer and watches other people piss their money away. <laughs> so so when you get see. there, once you do that, well, maybe I can find it then. Hold on, I probably can't. Well, I just take a picture and tweet it with you. Uh, just just post it. Just just tweet. Just tweet it out. Tweet it out. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I gotta find your profile here. I've now learned how to do this. It's the power of the internet here. L. Is it A-L? Is that what your start out as there? Yeah. A-L. Moby. I got you. All right. Did you do it? I took a screenshot. Did you tweet it? Um... No, I didn't tweet that yet. I need to take a. I need to upload it in my Twitter, right? <laughs> you sure you haven't smoking weed? <laughs> personal question. It says I'm in the group, right? Yeah, on the tweet. Oh, will it let you do it? Will you let you share? Yeah, look, I I clicked the little feather down here, right, and it it's like bam, you're already here. No, no, no. Go in, so just tweet it. Tweet it out on your profile. I'm going to show you how this is done. I've just learned this. Tweet out that link? Yeah. What if he hits the feather? That makes sense. No. Of the Litecoin group we're in right now. Oh, my gosh. Just tweet it. <laughs> Paul, quit messing this up, dude. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm on your thing here. Let's see what's going on here. Okay. No, dude, you shared our space. Oh, Jesus. I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'll see some acid titties. <laughs> Digititties. No, no offense to any women. Uh, there's no. There's barely anybody in here anymore. <laughs> well, there might be. Is there a woman here? No. I mean, I could just send it to you direct. <laughs> oh, yeah, I you just send it to I'll you like direct. Shit. I'll figure it out. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I send no, it direct to it. you. It does matter. Do you know how to share it in the group? I'll, yeah, I'll get it. You DM it to me, and I'll figure it out. Give me about 30 seconds. Oh, here you go. Ooh. <laughs> I love it, dude. This is the greatest thing. Dude, you better post that. Oh, it's coming up. Hold on. I'm going to put it on my personal one. I'm trying to keep Litecoin underground having some respectability, <laughs> despite our spaces. <laughs> I'm going to put hashtag the metaverse. Hashtag And right, like, you just own these and they naturally collect money, like, That's of so that coin. so ridiculous to me. And, like, <laughs> I've already paid my investment back by, four, by far, like, three times over already. And they just still keep making more. Hey, now you know why they put those holes to work. So at this point, I'm turning into a holder. You know, I'm just waiting for that to peak some more sometime and... We'll see how it goes. Oh that, that, that's going to be putting a lot of thoughts out of work, though. All right. You see it? That's too it bad. Is, guys. I promise you, the health clinics will be a lot happier. She's kind of short. I don't know. It's not really my style. <laughs> you guys see it? I was, like, I was like, oh, man, it's a rare one. She's got an ETH rocket. I was like, she's going to make good percentage. The, whole the rarity okay. was a low rarity. 
I make a higher percentage than most of the other holders. But nobody's like going and watching her dance. No, no. This is just, you know, this just like you just hold it in your wallet. There's like what, a game people, and like, you know so some other like stuff. Pay a little but, bit to see her. I mean, mm, I mean, I think you're going a little far with it, bro. But you resell the picture? No, I don't resell the picture. I just hold it there, and it's naturally published. Like, so I turn on the platform, and then I go and move them over to like a different strip club hub, and. They might make a little bit more over here this month, or they might make a little bit more over here this week. But what are people paying? Because to do? it varies. What are people paying to do? Look at the picture. Um, I don't know how it works. Um, really, isn't it their avatar is looking at it? No, so I, I get paid off a percentage of um, like the actual coin and token itself in the asset traded on the exchange. That gets traded. New that's what you're paid off. <laughs> it's like paid off a percentage of tokenomics. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Flat out. She's got like virtual stable of bitches. She's got that gymnast thing going on. <laughs> yeah, like the more you have, the more percentage you get. It's a, it's, you know, it's paid out itself fairly, fairly good. But you have no idea why you're making money. Um. Yeah, because it's 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 real money. That's like, more money where for the. It come from? That's more capital. What is it? Where does the money come from? It comes from buying and selling and traders finding a value in what strip coin is, okay, right? Because well, yeah, that's, that's what it's called so on not, the market. That's not the metaverse. It's not like somebody's engaging with this stripper in some way. It's just no, no. Um, I think like that's still that's all like underdeveloped, you know, still under development. I'm sure there's like a stripper world. I don't really go into that one on Discord. I'm just a holder and collect money on it. Uh, there's other metaverse worlds that I hang out in pretty heavily and in, in, into that stuff. Damn, you need to start the Litecoin underground underground. <laughs> well, with their NFT platform, it's going to start getting pretty hot around there. With that, and you're going to have new um, creators, you know, uh, with that. And then they'll have projects attached to it. And as so, how do we, rec- how does Litecoin know, recruit creators? How do we, how's Omni Light? Um, what do we got to do? I don't know. What, what are you exactly? Like, what is this group? Just me. I don't, you Some know. Some guy who created a group that wants to get Litecoin's name out there. And so you don't have a connection to like Litecoin devs or uh, so you would have to like contact yeah, them. And, so I, and I, I, I'm them. pretty tight with the foundation and could get if there was something, you know, we could communicate to them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely with their new NFT line, all you have to do is have artists and, and, and people that are aware that they can create on this platform and use it and trade within it. That will create more value for Litecoin in itself. So what's happened like when when like Snoop Dogg creates an NFT, right? It's obviously someone someone yeah. coming up to him and going, "Hey man, I could take your art, put it on an NFT. I'll put it up there. I'll give you X percent of the gains or whatever, right? Like it's it's probably somebody doing it for him, right? He's not sitting on his computer um, designing this shit. I know that. <laughs> yeah. So like, check out the the photo of my NFT here. Certain NFTs have a have a royalty um, attached on them, like. This one here, I get 1% of every transaction on the Slime blockchain with certain, like, 
and I don't know if it's this one or one of the other ones I have, but any transaction that happens on that NFT line, you get a royalty of what happens in it and what's traded in between forever. For that one, for that, you know? that particular picture, every time it's traded. Yeah, just think of that, and you think about sandbox, or, or you think about like Decentraland. There's land plots that sell for a couple million dollars that used to only be a hundred and fifty, and then a thousand, and then it just kept going more and more, and now they're traded for a lot, and and every every they're 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 like all little ecosystems that are growing and and being created, and it's. There's a lot of money. Like on some of these new launches, like I'll sit there and I'll be like, "Bam!" One of the first ten holders, and you see it go from fifty thousand dollars liquidity into the millions, and the amount of volume it comes in. We're talking like six figures in the millions out of nowhere within less than an hour. Crowdfunding of that much money, people from around the world that are not centralized under one hand or a government. And NFTs, like, that's just, that's a way of giving you a digital print, basically, of a, a lot of it. You know, a lot like a token, but it's a different, whole nother side, a whole nother world. So, you, like, your opportunity cost of sitting here talking to us, you lost, like, a half a million dollars just sitting here. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a heavy trader. I, I, you know, I'm not, when I get into it, I like to hang out. I don't know who you guys are even, but um, I'm very aware and I'm a, I probably have some OCD, time management. Like I do this probably 16 to 18 hours a day. I sit in an office and I own offices and I have people that trade under me. I tell them when to hit the green button, when to hit the red button and lit. They just hold private wallets for us uh, uh, quite a bit, not just in one country, within a few countries. There's, you know, offices with 30, 40 people that sit here and play digital games and make that much money. And their wages, you're paying them three or four times what they're normally making. What do they need you for? What do they need you for? What do I mean? I just, you know, I just, I'm teaching them how to do this. I'm not in it for the money, really. I just want to teach them how to do this and where it's headed. Don't get left behind. What the fuck? I don't know what to make of you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you sound like a super cool cat, and you got to come back and hang out. Yeah, I definitely. I don't, I'll save it somehow, so I know when to come well, back when follow, you guys follow, do open chat. Is this like just like once a week chat, or just just like yeah, it's you know what day is it? I don't, see, I I trade. I don't even know. Was it Wednesday or Tuesday? Yeah, Wednesday at nine p.m. Eastern. Are you in? Are you yeah. in Eastern time zone? Yeah, it's eleven forty-five right now. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, you know, like normally it is like corn oriented, and we did a couple. I was actually listening back. I got a post. Which by the, the way, evolution is coming. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. There's gonna be devs and code writers that'll come into Litecoin that are gonna give all this to you guys. Like, they're not gonna they're not gonna get left behind, especially with it being attached to Doji. Like, I I heard someone else say that. I was like, yeah, that's definitely right. Like, they won't get left behind just because it's that, and they're they're somehow attached, and the mining codes are attached together, <laughs> which is just ironic. 
Well, you know, somebody with money cares and is counting on them. Hey, to that point, it is almost midnight. I got a 6 a.m. flight back to the Panhandle in Pensacola where I'm going to take a few days off. But we're right there. Tell your buddies about gethedge.io. It's a platform where you can get paid in crypto, whatever percentage you want. We issue you a routing number and a unique direct deposit so you can direct deposit funds, uh, 1099, pay checks, whatever percentage, whatever money. It's an ACH credit flows right into uh, the logic that goes right into your wallet in your pocket. Hardware wallets, it, you'll get it that day. So there's my pitch. But we're out there. We're getting a lot of traction. And uh, tell your friends about it because we, we want it to be successful. I'll say the coolest thing about what you guys enable is people that don't have bank accounts to be able to do that. Yeah, that part. Anybody can create bank accounts within this network. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Kids. But ours is a real bank account in a real U.S. bank, so it's very U.S. friendly right now. So check it out. It's GetHedge.io. It's a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. And and I'm yeah. Gonna- see you, Paul. Yeah. See you. Peace. See ya. All right. I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You know who's been sitting in this audience? Actually, there's two guys. Robert McFraser, you're in these like every week, and you never say a word. Do you just sit and listen? There's only eight of us. Come on, you can come talk. <laughs> and one well, of them is my other account, so there's really only seven of us in here. <laughs> nope. And then now, Lucky, you're the other guy. You're a big you're all about it. You got some philosophy about where Litecoin's going, right? Oh, these guys, they don't. Maybe they just put us on listen just to say they were here type of thing, you know? Uh, well, anyway, it has been an interesting one. You know, I, I looked, I've been listening back every week. I try to. So, anyway, I mean, I guess, Al, you were here, Cody. Were you here, Cody, for the Mimble Wimble one, or did you. Did you go back and listen to some of our the podcasts we had? No, I, I don't think I got the memo wimble. I about two weeks ago, then I didn't get to the one before Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys had, yeah, but, that um, one was kind of kind of blah. But where's where's the link? Uh, is it is it on on your Twitter page for the for the YouTube or where the shows are? Um, like the memo- well, if you go so that first one is on Spotify. If you go there. Uh, ah, you'll find yeah. the two episodes but if you so that first one is uh the bitcoin ma- maximalist fallacy Uh-oh. and then the second one is the mimble wimble interview um but they're also on i uh podcasts as well but either way um yeah like we did that one the mimble wimble one the, then like i got another one that we did a lot about wallets just talking about mobile wallets and where to use them, and I don't know if you were listening. Yeah, you were you were on that with Johnny Litecoin last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Like I, you know, these are I, I find that these might be the best thing to just put out on podcast because there's some conversations. But I did think about this today. I was like, well, what if people don't want their voice to be, you know, on a podcast? I don't know. So I was like, do you need to get permission from people? And I started thinking, well, maybe I don't want to do that. You know, and now, you know, Al's, but Al's a citizen of the metaverse. So I think he's exempt. <laughs> like, would that, bother, would that bother you if, like, I had a podcast and you guys were on it and you didn't, even, like, 
give me express permission that you're cool with that? Yeah, I, I don't care. I'm all good. <laughs> You could even maybe just put like a disclaimer in the in the in the uh, group, you know, um, being recorded. Upon taking this mic, <laughs> well, uh, there was uh, I was in a spaces and it had a little thing in the corner that said it was being recorded, and I was like, oh, I thought maybe somebody there may, there may be an ability to do that inside of like um, if you're on PC or something. I don't know, but. Either way, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we get into some different things. And we actually, Miss Team Crypto was in here the one before Thanksgiving. We, what she was explaining to me about NFTs was cool. Was like the, like what I what I got. I'm still hung up on what I what I truly believe is that what crypto, what Bitcoin created was the ability to actually get some valid truth. Right? There's so much. There's falsehood in everything. And the the, the deeper, the more you start to see what everybody's seeing. You know, Trump called it fake news, but, you know, the media is a lie. The politicians are a lie. Uh, the money is a big lie. Like, it's all fake. Everything on your phone, all TV, media, it's this big fabrication, right? And so people are craving the truth. They want re- They want something real. Even if it's not, like, you know, Al, you're talking about, even if it's land in the metaverse, at least they know it's fucking theirs and no one's going to fucking take it from them. You know, no one's bullshit. And that's a little bit of like where I come to the defense of DeFi going, hey, man, Solana, at least it's being communicated accurately or, you know, whatever it is, Avalanche. As long as everything's above board, that's way better than what we have right now, where there's so much coercion and bullshit going on. So, um, yeah, I think what what the idea that NFTs can actually provide validation of the truth I don't care about an art picture. That's exciting to me. The idea that you can, no one can fake a resume. No one can fake a, like she said, like high school diploma, or college yeah. degree. Like there's, there's a way to see, has this thing, thing been audited and to validate yeah. reality. And I think that's like, uh, it's wild that we got this far in civilization on so much trust. Right, like the vote, voting, like you said yeah. earlier too. I mean, like something like that. Um, th- th- those are, th- you know, I mean, <laughs> those are extreme value propositions, right there. Um, the verifiability of, of these, of this technology, that you know, the digital art and stuff like that. It's, it's hard. I mean, I guess it's just the day and age. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that old, but you I know, agree. The, the I think for the most part, big, big it's really shitty. It's like nothing, but. Some yeah. of it will survive. Some of it will survive. Um, yeah. So this this seeking out the truth. That's what this trust the trustlessness. That's what Satoshi created. A trustless system that I don't have to trust people. That the system makes them be honest. Like that's pretty cool. And yeah. that's what a free market does. That's where that's where, like the DeFi stuff is. Like we should let all these systems run their course. And eventually, like truth will, like the good systems will emerge as the ones people want to engage with. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. It, it, for for the layman, it, it's it's a it's a lot of a, a lot that that's getting thrown at them, you know. And I think it does partially kind of take away from the the um, just amazing 
breakthrough that that Bitcoin was. And I mean, it, it I mean, people could do what they want. Again, I mean, they, it's a free market, right? But you know, when you try to when you when you talk to somebody like like again, I, I deal with folks on Wall Street, right? And you know, these people are confused out of their ass. I mean, you know, it, it's it's like, well, there's this, there's that, there, you know. And I and I and I have like every Wednesdays, I have uh, <laughs> coerced or I guess convinced my 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 boss to let me like teach folks about you know Bitcoin awesome. and, and Litecoin and things like that. So we get like a little 15 minute session or, or whatnot. But um, it, but I mean, these are financially savvy folks, and I mean, they they don't even you know. I mean, we're getting there, right? But Geez, I mean, you know, you throw the 15,000 or I don't know how many currencies are out there now and, and it's overwhelming and it, it shuts a lot of people down, you know, no matter how valid Bitcoin is uh, or, or Litecoin is, you know, with all of this other stuff, it just opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah, I do. I do wish um, we had a different name between cryptocurrencies and crypto assets or whatever else we wanted to call them. something to delineate yeah. between here's some sound money and here's. These other projects, I'm not saying they're worthless, but they're just not the same as Bitcoin and Litecoin. Right. It confuses people. Absolutely. What do you Absolutely. hit them with first? What do you hit? What do you hit the financially? How do you like? What's your soft intro to? Let me explain what is going on here. Yeah, I, I usually I hit them with the 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 Austrian kind of economics uh, kind of uh, point of things. Um, just the the concept of really it's it's kind of addressing that uh fiat currency how you know it's centralized right uh the the money that we have is being debased and devalued based on the whims of of governments and central banks right so essentially your purchasing power historically is losing value right and that's because of centralized entities and what you have here now is a scarce asset as bitcoin and litecoin where there's a cap money supply that cannot be, you know, inflated or coerced or, or manipulated, um, holds you to a, a, a sound, you know, uh, economic principle. And and this provides, you know, and, and I usually try to bring it in a way of thinking, like, step out of the box of America. You know, think about the, you know, two billion folks or, or whatnot that don't have access to the financial system and what this technology provides um, or or if they're living in a country that. You know, I'll usually throw like Venezuela or, or Argentina out there to where the money has been debased, uh, you know, to the degree of, you know, it's you, you can't store wealth. Right. So really just try to drill home the, the point of that. You know, we, we live in a society where our hard work and effort is, you know, being stored in a monetary instrument that is is increasingly becoming worthless. And. Obviously, I'd I like to relate it to gold and silver a lot, which that's a stretch even with with those folks. You know, I mean, it, it's you don't really get to hard, hard asset people on Wall Street. I mean, they're just all about the equities and options and stuff. But, you know, trying to drill home these these hard money principles. The the, the difficult thing is, is like a lot of them are speculate speculators. I mean, yeah. there are some more longer term investors to where they can kind of start to get it right. Um, but with the speculators, it's like that's. You know, I know you can do that on, on, on crypto, right? But like I'm definitely not that guy. You know, I'm I, I believe in it's it's hard money, right? You know, I mean, yeah. for I think, me, for my I, think son, you dimin- I think you, know? you diminish when you start talking in this uh, you'll notice if you come to these every week, I don't talk about price very much. Cause I feel like mm. it diminishes what we're talking about. 
again, it's, it's you're yeah. measuring your measuring stick is the thing you're trying to fight. Like that doesn't make any sense at all, right? So, yeah. Uh, Can I ask, uh, Cody? Right. So. Yeah. He, on your like do investors like they come in and you can offer like an investment structure of what so much percentage a year on a profile that's created you know of what you buy and sell on the market for them or how does that work with you guys yeah not 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 what i do i mean i'm just a registered rep i'm a licensed broker right series seven and 63 licenses so you know Uh i i feel i talk to people all across the country even the world um you know talking about these are self-directed accounts, these people I'm dealing with. So I get a lot of really interesting calls, you know, wash sale rules, pattern day trading. People a lot of times will ask for advice or suggestions and things like that, and that that I can't do. You know, it's not not what I'm my role is. But I'm here to kind of explain all the nuances of different order types, um, you know, retirement accounts, limited tax, yeah, so stuff like that. That's what um that's what I do with my, my, the firm and that I run. It's a lot of investment uh, financials that come in mm-hmm. and the, the system that we're running, like we're able to flip the four, the whole structure of 401k plans and a lot of investors coming in, taking their whole 401ks and dropping it down with because most like of those, they only make a five, maybe seven percent a year on all that. Yeah. And when you can guarantee them twenty percent a year, and they're gonna pay, get paid five percent every quarter, and they can get paid the five percent when sending you a check or what, you know, compound it in how you want it. Yeah. <laughs> That's flipping a whole financial system today in place right now. You're living it. You you are doing some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do when the you know when the the meta i don't know i'm in the m's right now and and the b's are coming soon and i don't know i don't even know what to do with the financials right now that we're looking at but it's evolving so fast and so many avenues are coming to us like what what are you supposed to do you just, you want to see it evolve, so you just keep compounding investments. Do you have a company in. that we can go look up on the website or something? Are you? Um, no, no, no company online or anything like that. This is all DeFi, decentralized. But we're talking like <laughs> not small amounts. <laughs> You're tripping me out, dude. How do you advertise your company, your services? There's no, this is well, no advertising well, you you here. Take 401ks. How do they find you? This is private investors. How do they that, find you? They just hear about us <laughs> from Twitter Spaces, it's Ghost Twitter Whales, spaces. you know, wherever. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, you know, one an interesting. Eventually, enough people find out about it. What if you have a military structure? People that get paid twice a week, and they, you know. These are people that know and they invest with you and they're like, wow, well, eventually, eventually a lot of people find out and they have checks coming in every two weeks because there's investments coming in. You run, you're going to run the metaverse. <laughs> so you're going to start. How much more? <laughs> no, I haven't created my own metaverse yet, but I'm slowly like just teaching myself some coding right now. Small time, you know, just dibbling and dabbling what I can figure out and do. It'll be you there, should, though. Uh, you, you know, should, uh, no rush. No rush. Buying strippers, you should buy 
the military in the metaverse, and then you can start we start taxing um, metaverse citizens. <laughs> oh my god, bro, that is crazy! <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Where the hell did you come from, dude? <laughs> Somebody's got to be able to enforce the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, safety. dude. There's people need to. You need to make sure. It's safe. Dude, that's that's epic. Do you know how much crowdfunding will back that? You have to have investors within the metaverses. Well, you I mean, you know, before? security. You haven't thought of the what? military? Just... Um, no, no. You know, I no, I, I didn't think about them being into the metaverse just yet okay. because this is. A safe environment. Here's what do you need a military for? Yeah, wait, to control? To you need a military to control and decentralization world? Democracy. Enforcing democracy is the most important role of the military. Have you not learned um, from our military? Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, you probably just get like booted from a server or something if it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm lost. All right, it is after midnight. I did say last week I'm gonna try to put a uh, hard cap on these at midnight. Uh, this has been an interesting conversation, though. Indeed. Here's what I'm I'm excited about. I mean, you know, what I'm gonna do next week. I did decide I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start looking up some articles, or just like have every week. Like, here's what happened in Litecoin this week, right? So we can at least have some topics to talk about. Because we just went off on. Nothing to do with Litecoin. But listen, oh, we're all Litecoin here's supporters. The deal, man. I mean, since I mean, you can go out there and talk in your other spaces, but this is what we're here for, man. Litecoin, we're here for a multi-chain world. I'm here for less government control, and I'm just the Litecoin underground. I'm just a guy who just created this thing. I'm not Litecoin Foundation. I don't have any affiliation with developers. I mean, I can. I think I have avenues to get their ear fortunately because we we are gaining some popularity but um you know it's it's kind of like a you know if the community demands something then uh the developers will create it right so i really i, yeah, I would like right. to see omni light take root and i think if it does um think that that's going to open a lot of doors. I would agree. Yeah. I, I, regardless of how I feel about NFCs or, or whatnot, which, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, you know, again, more power to folks. But I think if Litecoin can take, seize the moment, right, Carpe Diem, the, with the minimal fees, I mean, God, man, how, how, how that won't just, like, wreck the market, you know I mean? How it won't control that space. I mean, why would you pay all the gas on on Ethereum when you can go on OmniLight? And- well, on top of that, you're you're yeah. getting paid in an actual hard asset. You're not getting paid in Solana yeah. that might get out competed by some other bullshit coin tomorrow. There's so much more to Litecoin than that's just a bolt-on feature to it. You know, eighty-four million, man. That's it. Oh my god, this. I mean, there's no reason. It's so funny. Did you see that? See, I'm going to talk about price right now since there's nobody here. But uh, Thomas <laughs> Crown, right? Is that his name? Tom Crown, Tom. Tom Crown. The dude who wears the sunglasses. Sure. He was talking about like $88,000 Litecoin. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I mean, that's, that's, at some point, there's a good chance it'll be there. 
I would agree. Yeah, it well, might not. Well, what what with be, the having with the having's coming up? Uh, what two two? When's next having? When when does Bitcoin lose control of the market? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh man, that ain't gonna happen, my dude. No, 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 no. Let me give you an example, right? So right now, if we're talking, tw- right, we agree. Let's say, let's say, with all things being equal value, no network effect, first mover advantage. Just looking at the assets, let's say Litecoin was four to one, okay, point two five. Yeah. So that means we are like sixty times undervalued, even more than that, maybe like sixty-five times under that ratio sure. right now. Flip that yeah. around. Let's say that Bitcoin was sixty-five times undervalued versus Litecoin. Right? You mm. you following me right now? So instead of four to one, yeah, in Bitcoin's favor, it was something like. Litecoin was like worth 15 times as much as a Bitcoin. Okay. Yep. You'd be like, this is insane. You would go, well, one to one. At the very least, they should be the same price, not 15 to one. You, you, like, it would be so unbelievable. You, this doesn't make any sense at all. That's when I look at this. Yeah. I'm talking to my buddy. We're both big Litecoiners. And I'm like, the fact we're struggling to get to 0.004 is insane. This is insane when you look at this value of what right. you're getting. What you're you are getting essentially the same product. I mean, yeah, a four a four to one would be, I mean, would be what you would expect. O- right? Over, I mean, over hundred years, over it's going to take a long time yeah. to get there. But I mean, five or twenty to one, that doesn't sound so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and it's even more measurable in, with Bitcoin and Litecoin because you know there's 21, 21 million, eighty four million, right? Right. So, but like when you look at like silver to gold ratios, you know that that's got that's got not a whack, right? It's hard to, it's hard to to measure that though because like how much silver is obviously easier to mine, right? It's still got hard hard values or hard principles to it, but you know we don't know what the stock to flow is exactly on it. But whereas a Bitcoin Litecoin you do and you know that's where you know that four to one should be a little we, sh- we should be somewhere somewhere close yeah just at some that. point you go like i said last week you're looking at what i'm buying is i'm buying an asset that can't be defrauded that that a government yeah. isn't going to intervene with that can't be stolen from me unjustly you know it's secure <laughs> blah 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 all things that's those they're completely equal in that right now. There's you could make some arguments about the decentralization of Litecoin is a little smaller, but it's decentralized enough. The security's less, but it's secure enough. Like nobody's proven that they can hack any of these systems right now. Like what right. I was talking about. They're, and they, they those are the two most stable that you could actually come after. They're not like, like DeFi is kind of this like snake, right? It's moving constantly. So if some, some, one of the systems looks like it's going to get attacked, everyone will just abandon it for another one, you know, so they're never going to catch up fully with DeFi. But yeah, I just, I just look at it from a pure scarcity play. I don't even understand. And it just shows you how early we are. 
your yeah. savvy investor is going to go and get the same basic value for how much? <laughs> you know, a sixtieth of the price. Hell yeah, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Why wouldn't I buy? I mean, that's just nuts. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this starts to play out um, because there, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to want a custody. But, you know, in Canada, in Canada, they're going hard on the ETFs. Fidelity just just released um, a spot ETF Bitcoin. And there was this other Bitcoin fund that actually gives you a yield. And what it is, is that the, that ETF, it, it holds physical Bitcoin. But what they do is they write call contracts. They, they, they do short call contracts. And because of the volatility, they're pulling in roughly 8 to 10% yield on it, right? Obviously, you got a, got an expense ratio, a management fee of about 1%. But if, you know, if you're getting a yield of, you know, 8 to 10, you know, you're going to see a lot of the more traditional investors may kind of partake in something like that. Now, they're not truly grasping the, the, the value. Of, of what's going on here is, is this this sovereignty right of holding this this asset like do they you know, pay, do they pay that and, out? Do they pay the interest out in bitcoin or in dollars oh it's it's in it's in fiat yeah. it's in fiat yeah, that's what i'm saying they yeah. have an unlimited stack of cash right but they do have the physical bitcoin you know that's that they're writing the derivative the the op, the, the call option against um so i mean i guess that's a that's a step in the right direction so you think, so you but the, think but, they do yeah well that's true right but that's true but but we should but we should be able to tell though right i mean because of because of the 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 transparency of of the the blockchain i mean we should be able to verify you know the the, the coinage i mean you would think Unlike, unlike with like, the, you know, like the SLV and the GLD, there's always been a big conversation as of like, you know, they're not backed by. Well, OK, but like not your money is sitting in a uh, Coinbase account. You can't valid. You can't yeah. validate anything. They own they own mm. the account. Right, right. You're, you're just holding you're just holding a a layer two. You're only like a Bitcoin, deposit, right? A certificate of deposit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. If they disappear exactly. tomorrow, you're like, oh well, all right, thanks, I guess. <laughs> flat out, flat out. Yep. Ex- absolutely. And I mean, that's where the power of, you know, you know, we're, we're you know, not your keys, not your coins. I mean and and I and I love to always I try to relate it like what I tell the folks, the brokerage folks, you know, I'm like, just think of it as as like physical gold and silver. You can hold it with a custodian. You know, you can have it at a bank or something or, or what have you, or you can actually take possession of that that precious metal. And that's what that's what it is when you take your your Bitcoin and Litecoin off the exchanges is your lit you may it may be digital, right? But you literally can take physical possession of that and and, and nobody can tell you what you can or can't do with those funds yep. at that point. And that that's that's the real innovation here is is that sovereignty and, and it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, did you uh, see I'm gonna just make this go along again. But I think it was again Miss Teen Crypto, the one before Thanksgiving we did. It was a short one, but um, she was like, "Yeah, she goes out in the street all the time, right? She's talking to people about, uh, do you own Bitcoin? What do you know about Litecoin, Bitcoin? She talks about Litecoin a lot. Thank God for her." And uh, she said, "I said, well, how many people even know about it? Like percentage of people?" She said, "Oh, maybe three in ten even know what Bitcoin is." I'm like, "Are you serious right now?" It's crazy. And I'm like, how many own? She's like, maybe ten percent of those people. 
And I'm like, holy shit. I knew I was early. I was early. I was damn yeah. early years ago. I should have been buying more, but it's. Well, you know, I, I, I had to be careful because of my job. Um, what, what I, what I do. And, and I, and I honestly, I, I hate wall street, man. Um, I, I'm looking to try to get out into, and I've been looking at different, you know, Bitcoin or, you know, really, I mean, there's not really like Litecoin jobs <laughs> for the most yeah, part, but like, I would love to, to get in something, um, in, in, in that space, Bitcoin or Litecoin. But, you know, when I, I would, you know, I share a lot of education, like on Facebook or whatever to folks I went to school with and things like that. And, you know, I never give advice. I just kind of give education and just, you know, state my piece. But, you know, it, it, it was just amazing. There was a there was one time I, I basically I was I was saying, hey, you know, download the light, you know, the, the, the loaf wallet. Uh, if you want to learn about, you know, Litecoin, you know, I got some good resources and I'll shoot you, you know, point one Litecoin or yeah. whatever. I like nobody, my dude, <laughs> nobody. The only person that stepped up to the plate was a was a cat that already knew about Bitcoin and Litecoin and was in it. And I was like, damn, man, fuck, dude, I'll, I'll shoot it to you anyways. But like I was hoping to get somebody that didn't that was, in, you know, somewhat interested. But then it got to the point where when you said earlier today about the, all the scams in the space and, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe people thinking ah, maybe his account got hackers. You know, I don't know. But it was it was just demoralizing for a moment because I'm like, damn, man, I can't even give away hard money. <laughs> you know, like, what is it coming to? No, you're, but you're right. And that's what that's what. Well, speaking on the uh, on the. Oh, hang on a second. I muted you all for some reason. No, but uh, speaking about. Uh, yeah, I do the same thing. I like I'm I'm in a job. I'm like, eh, I could. I need to move on to something different. And I was like, dude, I told my wife, I'm like, I got to get into crypto space somehow. But then it's all like these people trying to leech off crypto people, which I don't like either. So it's like a catch 22. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, it's hard educating people. And when I was asking earlier, where, what's the angle you approach people with? I try to approach people with like, okay, Hey, you know how, when you have your money in the bank, they're keeping track of it. Right. There's a, your name is attached to how much money is in your account, like the ledger aspect, right? There's basically a big spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Okay, your name, it's got a value. Like what Litecoin and Bitcoin are is essentially the same thing. There's a ledger with your account number and your amount, but it's being kept by somebody who's not a bank, essentially. It's being kept by a network of computers, and everybody kind of confirms that the truth is out there, essentially. But so so few people even understand the basic concept of how money and myself included before I got into Bitcoin, I had no understanding of how money worked. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even a part of my life at all. It just was, it was a, you know, obviously use your money to pay your bills, but, and now goddamn, it's like a blessing and a curse to know, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, and and, and a, a interesting thing I got, you know, I think it was Safe Dane, um, who you know he's got the fiat standard coming out, which I, I can't wait for that baby to come. It should be any day now. But um, you know, was basically talking about um, how, how did how did they mine fiat, right? And the the whole concept of of uh, debt, right? Debt issuance, yep. and and it, and, it, and it really like strikes home so hard is why the American population is so indebted. We're we're, we're a, a, a citizenry of, of 
you know, we're slaves to debt, right? You know, they incentivize it, you know? You can't you can't put your money in the bank because you're not earning nothing in it. And the fiat system encourages speculation, right? Encourages reckless investment because you have to try to fight and claw to get some type of a yield because you're not getting it from the banks. And and then of course they're printing money, but conservatively maybe five six percent money supply annually until like this year obviously we had what or 2020 was like 20 percent of the dollars that existed were printed right and 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 the you know what influence that has on on your you know economics right um but just understanding that you know yeah yeah so you know bitcoin is proof of work right and litecoin proof of work fiat is is just creating debt it's just creating debt and that that's that's all it is yeah, that's, and yeah, it's a, it's a pretty disgusting system. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, as damn dude. Well, you know what? You know what? These are always refreshing for every week because, um, it is nice to hear people that you know get it, and that this community gets it. And what mm-hmm. I always get, what I always want to be uh, hold fast against is like I don't want to. I don't want to turn into people who don't give a shit anymore or they're just in it to, yeah. to peel a little, some fees off the top. Like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for 20 and 20 yeah. freaking years, dude. I'm not joking. I'm going to be handing my daughters. Here's, here's a hundred Litecoin. Here's a hundred Litecoin. Like I told my daughter tonight, she was like, why do you do this Litecoin? Why do you care about Litecoin so much? I'm like, trust me, you're going to be <laughs> thanking your lucky stars. I'm doing this in about, in about, 20 yeah. years and you get a stack of 100 Litecoins and be like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how old is your daughter? No, I got a 13 and an 8-year-old. Okay. Yeah, my, my boy's 11. He'll be 12 in February. And and please believe, man, you know, he, he knows about, you know, the Federal Reserve, <laughs> Bitcoin, oh, my daughter Litecoin, hard money. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, he, he, he's tired of it, you know, but I keep, I keep, you know, pressing the button, you know, pushing the button and, and, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to get it there. And, and, and I, you know, it, it's cool though, because like, they'll know so much more than the average kid, you know, and, and that's, that's a, that's a, one of the disservices about the educational system is that the lack of financial awareness that is even presented, you know, just in general, Bro, it's right. Intentional. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to understand it's intentional. Yeah. They don't want, why would they want you to know what's going on? You think yeah. the mafia wants the, the government to know that they're, what they're up to? They're criminals. It's a criminal enterprise. Yeah. How do you, how do we make sure they don't understand we're stealing from them? Oh, we, well, we tell them that stealing is ethical. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. It's the right thing to do to support your fellow man. See, I got, you know, I had this. Uh, you guys know who? Um, damn, he's that. Oh man, I haven't seen him in a while, so I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Hotep Jesus. Oh uh, yeah, him? yeah, I'm aware of him. I remember he posted once yeah. about like laughing. You know, he's he just posts this shit that sometimes it's funny, but it makes you think. And it was talking about like how you know essentially democracy is just this this whole farce to make you believe that you have some kind of say in the matter mm. and that the constitution is just designed to 
you know, just make you feel comfortable that you're giving up your power. But at no point in time were they actually considering giving up the power. They just wanted you to have a say in which one of the two of them was going to be in power type of thing. And I was like, damn, yeah. I, I don't know why I never thought of that before, but you're kind of not blowing my mind, but just uh, making me see something I hadn't seen before. And right. the further down this libertarian crypto rabbit hole you go, the more you see like, damn, it's all a big facade, you know? Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, and it's, you, you fix the money, you fix the world, I you know, because, you know, there's, there's no way that the money sh- or, or the, the governments should have a monopoly on, on the money. It should be a free market money. Um, and you know, that is, that is what's, what's running the show, right? Is their ability to control the flow of funds and Bitcoin and Litecoin is what is, is has come come aboard and um yeah i mean gensler said said that another that's another thing he said today i mean it's it's literally it's it's a competition with with the dollar and and that it is you know because money is being sucked out of the traditional finance system and it's going into sovereignty um you know and and we need this sovereignty as we get more into the digital realm you know when, when they start coming out with these cbdc's and stuff i mean we need 